What's up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks, depending on what that drink is, preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? Kelsey Warrior, James. Soda. I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Maple syrup. I will never have a drink with wrestling on the rocks. Welcome to the dive bar of the IWC. Welcome to wrestling on the rocks. Episode one. Again, I'm at ref Marsh. We're at WTR the show with me today for our Thursday night chaser. Miss Amanda Jane. Well, hi. How's it going? Hi, I feel like I think I'm like the goose to your maverick. I, I watched Top Gun Maverick recently, so. You know. The new Top Gun was very good. It was. I did. Okay, I'm not going to lie. When I saw Val Kilmer at first, I just, my eyes got misty. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I cried a couple times in that movie. It was so good. Maverick was yeah. so good, it made the first Top Gun better. Yeah, it did. You're right. It did. Yeah. And then the original Top I, Gun's really yeah. not that good on its own. And then you watch the sequel and you go, oh, now all that dumb stuff from the first movie means something. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. I, I kind of liked it. And it's like you didn't, I know that there were some sour grapes that certain people weren't cast in the new one. But let's go there. Meg Ryan, you don't look like yourself anymore. All the plastic surgery you've had. Was that a thing? People were upset Meg Ryan wasn't in it? Well, some people were. Especially because, you know, you're dealing with the sun now. And then some people were all up in arms with Kelly McGillis. But then Kelly McGillis, if you've seen a recent picture, yeah, looked a little rough. But then again, you know, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of people who didn't know who um, Benny Benjamin was. But why are we talking about this? But anyways, I I don't know. I don't know. You did it. I did, but you know, I kind of sometimes think that, you know, some of these wrestlers, you know, should have, there's some who would have a pretty good call sign. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's in your glass? What are you drinking? Well, to start off now, I'm going to start just with, you know, regular Coke, you know, and then I have some... Pineapple Republic of Tea, um, pineapple ginseng uh, iced tea. But I will be enjoying an adult beverage soon because it's been one of those days. Yeah, it's been a long day. Uh, I'm having uh, Reed's. I talked about it yesterday a little bit. Reed's has uh, an organic soda company. uh, And they happen to be making now mixed drinks. So it's a zero sugar classic mule. Mm Mm-hmm. 7% 7% alcohol, ginger beer. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's been really good. This is the, we yeah. got the four pack. That's the last one of it. So finishing it off tonight. Always good to have a mule when talking about JR. <laughs> uh, it's his drink of choice. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. JR is big on the, on the mules. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Interesting. I'm a little bummed. I'm going to the Cauliflower Alley Club next week, and he's typically oh you are the, yeah, and he's been the oh. he's been the MC 
for years there. But the last mm-hmm. two years since the pandemic, he didn't want to come out. Uh, oh, and yeah. So, I mean, it's one of those like, it's a bummer, but not at the same time, because if it wasn't for the change in host, I might not be going because uh, the new host mm-hmm. is going to be John Arezzi. And oh, wow. John Arezzi again. So Very he's nice. going to have me come out, help him out, help him uh, make some content for his shows and stuff. And uh, it's going to nice. be a good time, I think. Yeah. Oh, awesome. That is awesome. Um, when you're there, uh, I think my friend uh, Roy Lucier. Now, Roy is the one, if you ever see, like, he's the one who, he's really, he loves his Lucha Libre. So he's the one who is kind of like the godfather of the archives of, you know, Lucha Libre on YouTube until one day they made him, they took it down. So he went back and re-uploaded every single tape he has. And I mean, he's got, if you ever have some kind of really obscure Lucha Libre question, Roy is the man to go to. And it's cool because his car also has an Aja Kong license plate, a vanity plate. I think that's badass. So. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Roy's pretty cool. Usually, he's been involved with Calafara only for a couple of years, so I think he might be going. So if he does, you should say hey. No. There's usually a, a good group of people. So if anybody knows anybody's going to be there, or if you want to text me people who I should say hi to you on your behalf, or if you're out there, uh, hit me up. Tweet at me, at Ref Marsh. Uh, let me know. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be out there hanging out. Checking it out, seeing the scenes, you know. So mm-hmm. I don't know if Who's there's anybody injecting? on here who's like Vegas. Uh, Conan. Are they injecting? Oh, that'll be good. well. Then I think Roy will probably be there then. Yeah, so probably. interesting. Uh, he's being inducted by Rey Mysterio. <gasps> Very nice. I believe he's being inducted by Rey Mysterio and Meltzer together. I believe they're both inducting oh. him. Oh. I can't wait to get my picture with Meltzer and post it. Uh, ironically. <laughs> You know, I'll tell you, um, before Uncle Dave was cool, um, he would go to APW and he would sit by me. Yeah. And of course, if anybody has ever gone to a show with me, you know, the spectacle that is me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, I kept it tame. I, I kind of did because, you know, I was respecting, you know, Uncle Dave. And I remember one time he was like, just let it go. You know, you want to. And I go, you sure? So like, come on, what are you doing? Like, come on. We all know. Yeah, we all know. And it was, I think he was actually at the show that Marty wrestled Thatcher. Um, the first time I ever saw Marty live. And I remember he said to me, How come you're the he's like, You you know who that guy who Marty Squirrel is? I go, uh yeah, duh, thanks, Polkabana. So Marty's one of my favorites, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had never seen him before until I, you know, those were the days. Sounds good to me. Do you want to mm-hmm. uh, do you want to tell us some of the birthdays, and we're going to talk oh, some yeah. of your shows? Yeah, we've got some really cool birthdays that actually people know some of these people. On like the last couple ones, I was like, oh gosh, Matt Hardy, happy birthday, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, birth celebrating a birthday tomorrow. No one has any today, which is weird. Uh, Kyrie Sane. I mean, I really wish she was at that Tampa WrestleMania. That would have been fucking great. But you know, mm-hmm. yeah, powers that I know be. People but were I think talking it... about uh, people were talking about Survivor Series and how there's going to be a women's match and a men's match and war games, uh, and they're going to change mm-hmm. that up this year. And people have been talking about damage control. 
versus Bianca, Asuka, and and Alexa, and they've been trying to like Ooh. figure out who could they fantasy book as the number four. And a mm-hmm. lot of people have been throwing out a ton of names that I really do not like the idea of at all. <laughs> and I know this is going to sound like, I don't know, it might sound like bad at face value, but I think it's because it could actually work. I think if you have Asuka's return partner and Carrie Sane come back and join mm-hmm. them, and you have damage control, pick up Maiko Satamora. Oh! Having Maiko be part of damage control with Bailey as a mouthpiece as sort of their final boss, their, like, hired assassin, like, that could be fucking cool. That would be fucking cool. That would be. Speaking of Asuka, she's celebrating her birthday this weekend, so happy birthday, Asuka. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the devil, yeah. Um, Stephanie McMahon, happy birthday. Yeah. It must, you know, I'll tell you. Yeah, the boss. Um, The HBIC, the head bitch in charge. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I think, you know, and as a person who, you know, um, doesn't really watch the product, it's been making me kind of tempted to start watching things. And I'm like, God, I watch way too much already. Yeah. But definitely, you know, there's a lot of a lot of great shit going on. So, yay. Uh, Sonia Deville, another great uh-huh. WWE person. Yeah. Happy birthday. Um, one that, um, I kind of missed, but you know what? I'm glad he has been reunited with Jonah over in New Japan. Uh, happy birthday, Shane Hayes, Shane Thorne, you know, TDMK. And yeah, I'm glad glad they're bringing that back. Um, I was a TDMK person when they were at, um, Noah many moons ago when Zack Sabre Jr. was there. Um, you saw Chris Hero there a lot, yeah. Cole Cabanorama, all that stuff. So happy birthday. Hold on. Oh, oh sorry about that. Allergies. <clears throat> um, let's see here. Who else do we have? We've got the fabulous Buddy Matthews. Happy birthday. I kind of feel for the House of Black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because. Uh, going through it. You, well, they're going through it. But they have such they had such a great package in what they were doing, you know, and it just makes me wonder because I guess is he not doing any is Malachi Black not doing any dates at all because he so was supposed he, to do Prestige. The other he did day, that one. He did. He God did damn the one. So he got his release, did the one Prestige show, and then he put out that three that three page little thing. Did we read it or talk about it? No, because that happened like this weekend, right? She said you're yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that in a bit. Yeah. But yeah, they're going yeah. through it. Yeah, I, I feel for them. But, you know, I mean, I don't know. But it's such a great little faction that was really unique. And it's a shame. But I do hope that he is going to wrestle with Brody King still um, at PWG because they are the champions. That would be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Unless they bring the Rascals back and the Rascals can take it. The new Rascals that is kathy kelly happy birthday mm. um let's see here someone um i know he's got fans but i'm, I'm not one but um the old uh i used to call the roman reigns of roh uh the kind of creepy i don't think he's that great damian priest mm-hmm. 
Is that what his name is at WWE? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is that his priest? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was Punishment Martinez. There was no punishment there. The punishment was we had to watch his matches. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Uh, looks like. Uh, let, me, let me make sure this is the right one because I don't want to say it's his birthday and someone yells at us like, that's not the right one. Because some of these people like to put first names only and it's like, I'm like, no. Um. Uh, let's see here. Hold on. Oh, no. Okay. Nope. Not who I thought it was. Okay. Never mind. We'll skip that one. Um, our old um, fans of NXT UK, we should wish uh, Ginny a happy birthday. Well, I am birthday. Ginny. Yeah, hopefully mm -hmm. we'll see her in NXT Europe. Yeah. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Um, and then of course Jason Jordan. He isn't he's is he still not wrestling or is he back? Jason Jordan? Mm-hmm. No, he's just a producer backstage. Oh, okay. Well, he's happy been pretty active friend. with that. Like that's one of the things I thought was cool too, is the number mm -hmm. of live events we've gone to. He's usually mm -hmm. there off to the side. You can see him watching and oh. tracking everything. So it's pretty cool. Cool. Well, awesome. And those are your birthdays this week. So happy birthday, y'all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, there's a lot more news on here than started when we pull thought. Up. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, well, let me pull up one or two links, and I've got five so far, and I haven't even gotten to Alistair. Mm. Wow. The fucking Alistair thing. Is the is our the wrestling world coming to a well? I, I since I've been so busy with work, to be honest, I haven't seen any of this wrestling bitching and whatever so things that have happened at uh at the good old aew i i have not seen people's reactions to things so i know what uh, happened yeah. i don't know much I about people's it. reactions to it either i'll go i just pulled mm -hmm. up his instagram because that's where it is so malachi mm -hmm. black put this out there so like yeah uh he did his uh prestige thing after being uh, uh getting his release uh, mm -hmm. The rumors out there was it was a conditional release. Uh, at this point, this is what he had to say about it, okay? okay? Here I go. He says all with a comma. Like, he's just... Like, like we didn't know this was addressed to anyone reading it at the time. Well. Uh, he says, firstly... I'm going to... Firstly, thank you all for your messages. Uh, know they are being read and appreciated. With all the turmoil going on in the, landscape of, in the landscape of professional wrestling, I took the time to think of my words, but also need to wait until conversations between mine and AEW's camp had come to a conclusion. Firstly, I dislike reading parts of my private conversations between myself and AEW in regards to my mental well-being on the internet. So he didn't like that whole thing, because that was coming out to you, right, that it was, uh, he was having mental mm -hmm. health issues and wanted to step away, so didn't help yeah. that people were saying that, I suppose. Uh, he mm -hmm. said, uh, these conversations were private and not meant to be shared with the public. Which also brings begs the question on who's leaking that stuff. If it's not coming from him, who else is in that room that's telling people? And who are those people telling? Like, that's that's a leak they need to plug. Like, that's a problem problem. It's one thing to be, like, pitching your little fucking fits, you know, and going mm -hmm. to Meltzer about it. I don't like this person. This person's stiff, and you're trying to bury them the best you can. Mm -hmm. When this guy's having conversations like that in private about his mental health and how his status mm -hmm. is going to be, 
mm-hmm. that information coming out and making it all the way down to the dirt sheet level, mm-hmm. uh, something's wrong. That's that's a just a that's like a, just a level of disrespect that's that's got yeah. to be addressed. Like they've been telling them not to go to the dirt sheets anyways, but to like go with someone who's reading it and saying it's negatively affecting them on top of already feeling negatively affected by everything. Like, wow. yeah, mm-hmm. that's um, fucked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes, as by now, most people realize I am a very private person and do not feel the need to have stuff like this on, out on the internet. If you've been following me longer than a cup of coffee, you're aware I've spoken about them prior, but would like to be the one deciding when this finds its way to the public and not through someone else's mouth. As with mm-hmm. anything through the lips of someone else, that story gets distorted. Secondly, to be in line with the above, they also need context. I did indeed ask for my release. The last two years of my life had lended to a lot of setbacks. Both me and my wife have been affected by uncontrollable actions from the outside that resulted in loss of life, medical setbacks, career jeopardizing, the suicide of a close friend and a close family member almost losing their life, then experiencing an injury that I was sure was the end of my career. I spend every week going through several sessions of rehab, dry needling, and therapy just to be able to walk and compete. Now this being the tip of the iceberg and with the combination of the promises in my professional field that were not upheld, which resulted in a combination of all these things to a complete demoralization of life and career. This decision had been in my mind for the past six months. Six months is a long time. That is. When When you're thinking of time frames here. Mm-hmm. Out of two years, six months. That means honeymoon wore off fast. Um, it's hard to really put a finger and say this was the moment it all went wrong, but I can tell you that after many years that I have learned from a rational point of view to see when I need to hit the brakes, which is what this is. Perhaps once my mind settles on certain things and processes the last two years a bit better, I will convey via a different platform than written out what the exacts were that happened and have a more informed conversation about them. For now, know that I am good and I am taking for the first time in 22 years, a few months to recalibrate the last two decades of my life. Lastly, I've read a few narratives online in regards to my quote release mental health and my personal life that I can summarize swiftly. If it didn't come from me, it didn't happen. Stuff about my conditional releases stuff in my marriage. No, just as not my, Stuff about conditional releases, stuff in my marriage, or using said mental health to leverage the other when I was said uh, before that part was even going to be part of the public conversation are false. My marriage is fine. I am fine. It is just time to make sure that these things stay that way. Once again, I appreciate your support, and we will see each other soon enough. MB. So, yeah, a lot kind of going on in there. I wouldn't say a lot to unpack. It's not our... Mm -hmm place to unpack any of that but that is his statement and that is what's going on um it's notable to me he did a wrestling event outside of aew prior to putting that out to kind of wrap things up and i wonder if part of that isn't nefarious just that he knows the smaller promotions really anchor on the bigger names more so than an aew would you know what i mean aew Mm -hmm. won't won't see damage to their company their night or their fan base by him being gone for a week we're a small company like a prestige which has built a good fan base could have negative ramifications they could see people want their money back they could see people complain they could see people talk shit and that's i can complain and talk shit about prestige how i was supposed to get 
Malachi Black at fucking West Coast Pro. And of course, everybody knew because it's a Friday. They already knew in advance, well in advance, that he wasn't going to be there. And who do we get in return? Christopher Daniels? Mm -mm. No. And this was, and Malachi Black is, and I don't mean to bitch about it, but he was the one that I've been so excited to see because I'd never seen him before. You know, I did, I was always hard the years that he was at PWG to get tickets. You know, like, of course, I wanted to see him wrestle with, you know, Euro Trash in like 2016. Of course. Possible to get tickets. Or, no, 2015, excuse me. Sorry, he didn't do 2016 because that's when Marty won Bola. But, anyways. Yeah, but again, I really, my big thing is, it's that this is now another case of people rambling off to whomever, because it always makes me think of, well, who leaked it out first? Who was saying something first? Nine times out of ten, I I always think it's Sean Ross Sapp, who's the one who brings it out first. Yeah, but who's telling him? Because he's not there. You know I don't mean? know. I don't know. And even Denise Salcedo is trying to be into that that thing. And I'm like, girl, first of all, you're horrible. So you need to, you know, back it up. Because trust me, I could probably run a dirt sheet with all the shit that I know. Yeah. I mean, and it's kind the of what they want to do. But but yeah, but my, no. My but whole I, point is regardless yeah. of, of them saying the things, whether, whether them putting it out there is responsible or irresponsible, I think is a whole different concept of the dirt sheets but i'm saying the people who are telling them you know what i mean like you already know what a sean ross or a denise are gonna do with that info you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. why are you telling Mm -hmm. those people that like they're looking for those scoops they're looking for those clicks they need it and i'm not even trying to knock them for their chosen profession just saying Mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is if one of them comes up to me and asks me about some dirt backstage or hey what's going on with this person I know I got to watch my my words enough to know well mm-hmm. whatever I say is going to come out. And who do I mm-hmm. who do I have more respect for or even not even respect but who who would I be more inclined to protect in this? Mm-hmm. Uh, a buddy in the back who's going through some serious shit or this public website that maybe I can twist to make me look good for a week or two here and there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Realistically, getting Meltzer on your side, getting Sean Ross on your side, that'll get you a couple weeks of good publicity where they're not going to say your match was shit, but majority of the work's mm-hmm. got to be done by you anyways. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you would just think in an instance like this, your loyalty to uh, Black would supersede your loyalty to getting a good star rating, as it were. Or exactly. not saying that literal trade, but, you know, that concept exactly. of being nice, you know? Yeah. And I will say this to yeah. any people who do write for, um, you know, a dirt sheet or whatever, or these other people. It's funny that I know a lot of people who don't aren't in that that kind of profession or hobby or whatever you want to call it, who are told a lot of things that don't ever go out. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess I think that's an invitation. That and that's kind of my point too. That like. The, the amount of stuff that, that you know is going on that doesn't get reported means that the amount of stuff you know that's not being told to those people more often than not. Mm-hmm. So why would you not protect 
Malachi in this. And that's all I'm saying is that that kind of thing yeah. would need to be, that's what I would be trying to figure out and trying to curb and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm not, whatever. Those people are doing their job and that's fine. But people are leaking information that they shouldn't be. And that's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when you're talking about someone's like mental health, yeah. that's kind of like, that's not your business. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's Although, fine. I think it's been pretty telling, and no one's really talking about it. That I'm seeing uh, mm-hmm. the stuff that Tony Khan's doing in response to all this. Mm. If there was a conditional release, I don't know anything about it, but if there was one, it wouldn't be a total surprise, right? That's kind of how a lot of those contracts work. Mm-hmm. You can't go here, here, here until X, Y, Z can't talk about this that or the other almost every release has some form of condition on it mm-hmm. but if the idea is that like hey there's a mental health problem why are you tacking on months on it why are you adding conditions why are you trying to copyright house of black all of a sudden they trademarked house of black as soon as he got released and it's like what? first off why didn't you trademark that way before Mm-hmm. So I think now is the time for us to start looking at all the things they're not trademarking and start trademarking it. Well, I hope he doesn't trademark Kings of the Black Throne because that has nothing to do with AEW. Ah. But if you really thought that none of that stuff was a, a factor, you really thought it was just that other thing, then why are you suddenly trying to scoop up all this stuff to potentially damage somebody's transition or art? I don't know. Just kind of, I just feel like it's a little bit shady. Um, not that it's this terrible, horrible, awful thing. And he's doing this. Uh-huh. Tony's true colors are coming out. Nothing like that. It's just like one of those things where you go, huh, maybe he's not all that they've different from a lot of out. these other billionaires. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but they've already come out though. Come on. Yeah. Uh, and it if looks you like, night, then whatever. Yeah. Uh, some other news going on. Looks like Ruby Soho is about to have a surgery for her broken nose and messed up septum Ooh. that she got at that all-out match against Taymelo. Remember when I saw that bump and I was mm-hmm. like, dude, I think they mm-hmm. broke her nose. Well, it turns out yeah, they did. Yeah. And now she'll be out for quite some time. What's up with all these unsafe women? We'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, another <laughs> thing in the news I think that you would like. Hmm. Wait, when's, isn't Uh-oh. your birthday in October? It is. Oh. John Uh-oh. Cena sets Guinness world record. He's a world record holder yet again, granting the most wishes through the Make-A-Wish Foundation, totaling 650 since he began working with the nonprofit in 2002. 650 mm. in 20 years. I'm going to do the math real quick. That I thought it was more than that. I thought it was more than that too, but at the same time, I like, thought he had like over a thousand. Yeah, it is a lot. I can't. And I bet you, and you guys have met Cena now. Yep, we met Cena. I bet you, he will re- probably have remembered every single one of the people that he's met. The kids, maybe, maybe by by name, yeah. all of them, but he will remember the interaction. I bet you it's also slowed down since some of the Hollywood stuff to a degree. I bet you he was doing more in WWE specifically. Because I thought he had 500 well, before you left. Yeah. But at the same time, when you look at it, in 20 years, 650 is 32 a year. Yeah. Because I think when he did, I remember when he did Fast 9, when they were filming that. That's I remember they month. brought someone. 
Yeah, I think they brought someone to the set. I'm because uh, I remember reading that somewhere, and I'm like, I'm jealous. Yeah. 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 Big fans of uh, John Cena. We met him. Got an old fashioned. Signed by uh, John Cena. Thomas Ashbourne. Follow their socials. Maybe you can too. Mm -hmm. It looks like one of the girls who was at the one that we went to printed Mm -hmm. out the picture she got with him and took it to Mm -hmm. the second one he did and got it signed. Oh, cool. I was like, that's cool. She got, but it was like a fucking poster. She did like 24 by 22 or like it was made a big old poster to take up most of her wall. I think it's dope. I think it's dope, but also I I don't know how many pictures of myself I want on the wall. I know what I look like. I don't want a giant ass picture of myself (laughs) on the wall. You know what I mean? Like I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't need that. And I've never, well, when I, Back in the days where I really was love and sync, but back in the day, I mean, I had it. My 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 room in my apartment kind of looked like, um, you know, those restaurants where they have the celebrities on the wall mm-hmm. with the owner or whomever, and they're usually signed. I had those all like I had pictures of me and Instinct like all over. That's awesome. And I'm like, okay, I don't think I need to do that anymore. I've never actually printed a photo of me and. One of the wrestlers, there's only one photo, if I were to ever do that, that would get done. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that, well, there'd be two. The one that's the top of my Twitter header, because mm-hmm. that's a fun one. And then the other one from that that evening, we have an Amanda Sandwich. That's a, Those, that's awesome. would, I think, would be that. And then maybe, maybe... If I could get, if I knew I can get Marty Jannetty to sign it, the one that's like me and Colt when Marty Jannetty and uh, Johnny insert your name photobombed us. That'd be funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, other stuff going on. Koshida has hand, foot, and mouth disease. He's going to miss a couple weeks of action. I thought that was crazy. Ooh. What is yeah. hand, foot, mouth disease? What is that? It's that sounds a... like something fictional. It sounds, sounds weird. Uh, it says it's a relatively common ailment and is not life-threatening. It can be very quickly spread through skin-to-skin contact. Ailment can cause flu-like symptoms as well as skin rashes and mouth sores. Recovery usually takes between 7 to 10 days. This sounds That's like crazy. a combination of monkeypox and COVID. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Who knows? Yeah. Get well, man. Get well. Uh, let's see. I got... Well, let me do one more... Oh, wait, what's this? Remember we talked about this? We said, hey, mm-hmm. X-Pac should join uh, Creative now that the rest of DX is in charge. Mm-hmm, and guess what? It could be. Uh, no. No, but he was asked about it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where was he asked about it? Um, let's ask him. Let's see. He, was, he said, oh, he was on a K&S WrestleFest. Oh, he was at the WrestleFest, and someone probably stuck a mic in his face and asked him a question or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes, if they asked me, hey, man, we could really use your help with this, I wouldn't say no. But I just don't see where I'm this fucking creative genius that's going to go in there and, you know, bring some revolution. <laughs> he goes, that was me personally. Uh, I was that way years ago, but that was years ago, man. Like, we need young people. We need young, fresh minds that know what the fuck, what's hip. Like, mm-hmm. I learn from young people. I like to think I'm self-aware enough to know that I'm not ready for that. 
Yeah. Uh, I can help with things, but there's, but here's the thing, man. I have a really nice balance in my life right now, and I have a nice relationship with WWE and fucking everyone for that matter, as far as I'm concerned. And I don't want to <laughs> fuck that up. He's the fucking coolest, man. Man, he's the coolest. You know what? Let's... I like that that he's like, you know what? Let the youth do it. You know? Yeah. You know yeah. who I think would be great working along with Triple H and Sean? Fucking Cardona. Mm-hmm. Cardona, man, that guy. Fuck. He's got. I'm to sorry. Back, right? He's got it. You would think that, you know, but. Even if he doesn't go back, you know, as a role, mm. him creatively in the back, holy shit. Yeah. I think he'd also say that I want to be in charge of the figures. I want that position. Fire whomever. I want to, you know, yeah. Because, but um. I think that his creativity, and obviously, you know, like, I mean, it showed when he did his, you know, the, the, you know, true Long Island story. Oh, I loved watching that. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Woo, woo, woo. You know it. You know, I, I bought into that shit. Yeah. It was the best, you know? Yeah. That's why I'm like, I'm excited. I've never met him. I'm, I can't wait to because uh -huh. I fucking love that shit. That oh, shit yeah. was fucking legendary. Hey, he's going to be on the cruise, huh? Mm hmm. Should I send you my Cardona uh, ref shirt to get signed? You, you could do that. You should go. That's, that's thousands of dollars. It's not thousands of dollars. You might as well just buy a boat. No, kind of. That'd be like a rowboat or like yeah. a inflatable boat, and you'll die. You yeah, I'll rowboat up to the boat in the ocean, climb on board, and pirate myself into the into the thing. That uh, would be hilarious. <laughs> Let's finish up the news on this one. I just thought it was uh, notable because we've talked about him a couple of times here before. Joey Janela responded oh. to a fan on Twitter about the uh, video, the TV vignettes with him and Sonny Kiss. Uh, he noted that Tony Khan, quote, actually hated the vignettes and never even wanted them to make it to air. Uh, he's previously commented on Khan's dislike of the vignettes on Renee's podcast, remarking he hated these promos. Tony thought they were phony fake. Which is so ironic when you think of so much of this stuff. Uh, I mean, this is the same dude who brought in Luigi Primo, which not uh, even to talk shit about me. Luigi, but there's nothing <laughs> real about flipping pizza while you're wrestling. No. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just yeah. saying, like, I'm not trying to talk shit about the dude, but I'm saying if you, if Tony says, I don't want that, it's too fake, I'm going to say, I'm sorry, Dan Housen. And yeah. Luigi Primo. I don't know how you guys got here. Put your fucking here. teeth back. Yeah. Put your you know jar I mean? teeth back. Put the fucking um, Pillsbury dough in yeah. the fucking thing. And I'm not saying it. that those guys don't belong there, but I'm saying, like, your excuse can't be something's too phony or fake when you have Orange Cassidy on your show. Like, there's so many sh people you have on there that come off so phony that they're just the entertainment value, and you yeah. say, okay, that's the show. Yeah. Nothing wrong mm -hmm. with that. But it's weird that that was his critique of this. And then Joey says he hates it, hates the invisible camera, hates the cinematic stuff, which they've done a lot more of. Um, let's see. Well, maybe that's why Ricky Starks doesn't get much of a, you know, pushy-pushy, because, you know, he has the flair mm, for that maybe. dramatic. But, you know, here's the thing, though, Tony Khan, 
his little self-produced ones, and I'm pretty sure he produced the ones that have been on AEW, because there's like two, I think, not talking the match with Sting and Cage. But I don't know. It's just weird to me. So I guess it's okay, you know, when you have, you know, I guess idiot people like, you know, uh, 2.0 or whatever the fuck they're calling themselves. Magic, yeah. whatever, daddy, whatever, I'm like, whatever, you know, that's some shitty ass stuff. And honestly, I never thought anything was wrong with what Janella and Sunny Kiss did. And I'm not yeah. saying that because I am like, I love Janella and I, you know, think Sunny Kiss is just amazing and was totally just was used because of uh, as a novelty, you know. Well, but, ironically, is I was never really a fan of their pairing, and I didn't love a lot of what Joey Janela was doing, but I found those vignettes to be really interesting and pretty cool, mm -hmm. and it made me question yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I remember talking to you about his vignettes being what was kind of turning me around about him when we first met. Mm -hmm. uh, Joey did say that in his tweets that it was uh, because of him and Cody Rhodes that the idea mm -hmm. uh, got got moved along and he says his alliance with kiss would have been one of the more popular acts it was given more time which is possible yeah i think um, so and i think yeah. also too when i think that people don't realize and for as much shit as cody got toward the end from the fans of how much he really championed a lot of people you know and you know and i you know take it with a grain of salt you know people are oh you know he's part of the elite whatever no you got to remember why that company was built you know and why joey janela was one of the first people signed because he had that creative mind that you know they're like holy shit this guy is like it's like he he's fucking he's fucking crazy you know and i'm sure had the circumstance be have been a little different and whatnot, I would not have been shocked if somehow they got Nick Gage on national TV more uh, yeah. than just the one, you know, like uh, MJF's levels or whatever. Yeah, I think re really you probably could have seen that. Possibly, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that because Nick Gage is for the children. That's true. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's what's going on with him. Uh, also, it was noted in there that Janela said he's very happy to be out of AEW, which I think is also notable. Mm -hmm. The thing is, yeah. this is that we're we're three years in, and mm -hmm. they've been so protected as a company from uh, negative press or opinions. And I think that that's intentional. I think that that was. Uh, and I say that meaning that I think that it was contractually uh, my personal belief is that no one's t allowed to talk about it. Given the amount of interviews I've seen people in, in talent uh, who are currently working there and the way they skirt certain questions really felt to me like, oh, this person's not allowed to, to say what they feel. So uh, I think it's interesting that now you have the Janela starting to say, yeah, I'm really happy I'm not there. Now you have Malachi Black saying like, Last two years have been miserable, not just because of work, but work didn't help any. 
which is just an interesting thing because when he showed up, that was massive. It was huge. It was he's finally away from the evil corporation and he can finally be happy and free to do whatever he wants. And every time everybody saw anything he did, it was like, look at how amazing and perfect this is for him. That's not the and then story. two weeks, and then what, two, three weeks later, it gets eclipsed yep. by the next signing, you know? And yep, I time. think they did have NDA and Joey's yeah. finally like speaking. But if you go back, and I'm not, I'm not shooting on Joey. And if he, if you are listening, man, you know I'm not shooting on you on this. But um, it's very interesting to me because I've, I think I have mentioned this on episode one before. That when you go back, and you look at, you know, how a lot of the wrestlers, they were all retweeting a lot of stuff, and you know, yeah. you know, sipping the Kool Aid. And I know Joey sipped the Kool Aid. I could see it. Because he was just like, man, you know, like, guy like me, I can make a fucking living. I can be on TV when oh, yeah. there's places out there that I can't be at. And he was happy to be a soldier, you yeah. know. And he was happy sense. to do everything. And, you know, but I'm pretty sure that when he signed, and this is a lot of people, too, in that initial heyday, there's some probably no because there's exceptions to the rule but the majority of them it's like they were sold this like almost like as a used car salesman and the salesmen were the people like cody the young bucks kenny omega okay so as much as people think okay they're shitty evps you gotta you gotta look at it and say you know no they you know, they were wanting to do something that was so yeah. promising, yeah. but they really didn't vet the person that had the money. And I think if they were to go back in time, I think that they would not have gone with Tony Khan. They would have, like, said, let's just try to figure this out on our own. We did all out, all in, excuse me, on our yeah. own. That's true. The only support they had, they had ROH support. But that yeah. was different. ROH didn't have that kind of money like Imagine anyone else they has. They created a super promotion between themselves, Ring of Honor, NWA. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like created a super indie promotion that wasn't just going to be some rich dude using his toys the way he wants. But Exactly. Um, and I yeah. think that would have been a huge success. Yeah. I mean, it could have been massive. I think that, I mean, I think AEW is massive because of their goodwill to begin with. And it's kind of a bummer about Joey, too, because like, I was not bought in by Joey when I first saw him. I just wasn't. I mean, sorry. But the more I saw of him and the more I saw of his production and stuff, the more I was all like, there's something about this guy that we're missing. And then every time I would get close to being, like, connected to him, he'd be pulled off for some reason. And then you'd be like, oh, he must be injured. And then you find out he wasn't, you know? And then I'd really say that right as he left and the stuff I saw him doing in GCW, actually with Xbox, like we just talked, I'm like I was on my way. That was what completely sold me. And it goes, oh, I'm a, I'm a Janela guy now. I didn't realize, you know. A lot of um, people, you know, he's like a bad rash. I always tell people, <laughs> you know, you might like, God damn it, I fucking hate this shit, and you know, and you're just scratching at it and scratching at it, and then after a while, it's not so bad. It just becomes you. Like, it just I am becomes rash you. man. Yeah, hear me roar. <laughs> but, but no, I mean. So, like, for me, like, with that, that's kind of, like, I will admit it, too. That's how I was sold on Joey Janela. Yeah. 
but that also was sold on Joey Janela for a different reason too. But as a wrestler, that's how yeah. I was really sold. I don't do deathmatch. Everyone knows, like I'm fucking a wuss yeah. when it comes to light tubes. And but yeah, I'm I mean, like, I, at this point, I don't love every single thing he ever does, but I'm definitely gonna give everything he does a chance. You yeah, know, which exactly. Is, which is something, and I'm and exactly. I'm not gonna know off face value if I'm going to really love it or not, but it's worth a shot. You know what I mean? Like there's some people mm-hmm. where it doesn't matter what they're putting out anymore. I'm not gonna like it. And I know it. I'm not gonna give it a chance. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. I don't know and if I that's think he's one... or not, but it's something. No, but I think that he's one of those ones. He's like that. Um, another one who I think is really like that as well too is um, uh, Tony Deppin. Okay, another oh, GCW person. That like sometimes it's like you might, you know, because this character's a little, a little intense. No, that's mm-hmm. that's a good word to use. And I'm not gonna always like what he does, mm-hmm. but I give it. A, I'll give it a shot because yeah. the guy, the guy's pretty good. Yeah. And you know, so just things like that. GCW. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. As a whole, like you know, I might mm-hmm. not be a huge fan of Deathmatch, but you know what? Just I'm going to watch this and I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was one final thing that's total speculation uh, that I saw people mm-hmm. talking about. So I wanted to bring it up to you. Mm-hmm. Wade Keller said this. He goes, I think it's noteworthy, noteworthy, but not surprising that he excluded CM Punk's names. He talked about some of the biggest names who have held the title. He goes, it's a bit of a tell. He goes, as I talked with Jason Powell yesterday about, I am not expecting CM Punk to wrestle in AEW again. I'm not saying it's 100% sure, or I'm not saying it's 100% sure thing. But everything is pointing in the direction of some sort of buyout of his contract. We'll learn more eventually about that situation. Um, so, I mean, that's the only thing that's out there is he believes, Wade believes, they're going to try and buy out CM Punk's podcast, or not podcast, uh, 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 contract. Uh, I'm not seeing a ton of other news sites. Like, ones that, that, like Wrestling Inc. hasn't reported it because they won't report anything unless they can confirm stuff. Yeah. You know? Uh which makes sense and it makes i mean and it's good and that's to say that this is not news this is speculation from wade keller's part but it's got a lot of people talking if this is the last we've seen of cm punk a do you think there's a place for him in wwe and b if this is the final bit does this like completely destroy everything that his return was Mm -hmm. because in my mind he does not have a place in wwe and this is his lasting legacy is that he is this way. And after seven years of fans begging him to come back within one year's time, he got them to shoo him away with pitchforks and fire. Mm-hmm. He's been selling everyone a bill of goods and he thought he could pull the wool over their eyes forever. Cause he bought his own hype. He eats his own shit, drinks his own juice. And he thought everyone else was going to be on board forever. And a bunch of people said, wait, what the fuck? I don't know. Oh, fun topic. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised they haven't bought it, his contract out by now. Yeah. Um, especially because, okay, first of all, let me go back in, into some of these. Um, Ace Steel. Was he really working for AEW? Or no, because it doesn't seem like he was. Yeah, everything I've seen, also, seen has said that he was never working for AEW. He was there well, then why, with CM Punk. But then why is he in the back like this? And why, 
are you suspending him, quote unquote, if he's not a worker? But also, when you see Kenny Omega's arm, because I'm sure you saw the picture. I mean, everybody saw the picture. Two weeks later, and you still have this huge, like, bruise, which when you really look at it, it that's the one's biting. That's a bite mark. The shape and everything. Like, if you ever bit your arm or whatever, you know. And that's kind of gross to me. That is vile. That was not just, oh, a little whatever. That was, I don't know. That was like army hammer shit. <laughs> you know? Like, that guy's a cannibal. Ugh. Yeah. You know? I mean, it, that's ridiculous behavior. Even if you're a guest back there, you don't behave like that. You don't, you know, you should know better. Especially because you've been in the industry so long. Yep. But Punk is never going to come back. Not going to go to WWE because I'm pretty sure that, you know, Hunter's sitting back there looking at Stephanie. He goes, wasn't I right? Did Did I not say this so many years ago? Did I not call this shit out? No one's mm -hmm. going to take him back. Dana White didn't want to deal with him. You know, yeah. nobody wants him. Impact will not. Scott DeMore be like, no. Hi. Sorry. My buddy Don Callis. Nope. Who, you know, who's he always with? Oh, Kenny. Hi. No, that ain't going to happen. There's nowhere. So is this worse than someone who was outed with this, this Me Too movement? Maybe. Maybe not. But I think that I don't know what he was expecting yeah like are you just expecting like you just don't want to do this shit anymore or i want to know it's like what was your motivation to do this because obviously you know you're the one who has been completely unprofessional about this whole thing and i'm pretty sure most people believe the fact that he probably did say yeah cabana either you know he goes or i go I'm not going to Kevin Nash basically called Punk a bitch. He was like, don't tell me you're tired and you're old and you've been doing this forever when you haven't had any matches in eight years and you barely did yeah. eight in the last. He goes, he's like, mm -hmm. you're not running up and down the roads all the time. You know, like, don't no. tell me you're over it. Like, no. He, like, he had, like, you no know. pity for him and his attitude. It was great. No, nobody has any pity. The only person who I think has pity is probably his wife his fucking ugly looking dog and yes i will talk shit about the dog you know oh. it's yeah, like come will. on it's true i will talk shit about the dog <laughs> i talk shit about the <laughs> but no but i mean i think that you know if he were to come back that would be the end of AEW because i have a feeling a lot of people would walk mm-hmm and a lot of people would walk and unless you're one of those you know scenester type of fans who you're just there to get recognition most people i would think would not would not walk i if i had bought a ticket i would not mind eating the ticket because i'm like i don't want to see that i'm not supporting this shit. yeah i already paid you but you know what i'm not going to be there physically you're not going to get my voice in this crowd you're not no. unless i could bring in signs that said Fuck you, Phil, and you know, get Colt Cabana chance going, but yeah, no. I yeah, saw it was very. Someone said something about Colt Cabana. They 
Phil called him a fat fuck, called him a virgin, remember? Mm -hmm. That's how welcoming that community is. Oh, they yeah. Oh, yeah. But you know what's funny? It's like, you want to talk about, you, I'm like, feel free. Phil, you can, I'd fucking, I'm not afraid of nobody. I'll fucking get in your face and tell you. And if you want it to be, oh, look, you fat fuck. And I'm like, no. Okay. I'd bite him. I'd bite him so fast. I wouldn't bite him. No, 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 no. <laughs> My big thing would be all, well, you know, I may be fat, but at least I don't, I don't fuck people over. Like I'm loyal to my friends. I'm loyal to people who fucking, if they were cleaning up my bullshit for years and held all your dirty secrets. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. He was the only one. I remember that. His wife, she just didn't like him. She didn't like the fact that she thought he was a freeloader because he came out there all the time. Bro, it's a girl. He only works on the weekends. What's he supposed to do? Just sit in that little apartment? That was like his best friend for years. They were like, you know, two peas in a pod. You can never separate those two. They would have separation anxiety. Apparently, um, when this is a true story, um, I think it's on somebody's podcast. They had gone um, when Punk had originally gone to WWE and was in developmental and everything. Everyone said that they there was a joke that people needed to do on not only just Colt, but even with Punk, they needed to do a welfare check because this was the first time in in since before the, you know when they met each other that they'd ever been away from each other for more than a day. Mm -hmm. That that you know when you hear stuff like that, you're like, damn, okay, so yeah, see. So you can kind of see how yeah. things are. But he's not going to come back, anybody. Oh. If he does wrestle somewhere, probably going to be for some, you know, multi-billion dollar chic somewhere in Abu Dhabi, probably. Um, But you ain't gonna, you're not going to see him in professional wrestling again. You're probably the only place you will be able to see Phil is at Chicago Comic Con. C2E2. Yeah, that's the only thing you're gonna do that. And you know, and honestly, I would I'm at I'm such a bitch that if he does go to the next C2E2, I will go. I will go in his line who oh who sponsors punk when he's at C2E2? I'll let you guess. Pro wrestling tees. So at the end of the day. Somebody's still making money off of him. Right. What an yep. idiot. Mm -hmm. You're the one who looks stupid. And that is my 10 cents. <laughs> Let's talk it NXT and then we'll cool. finish up on AEW. Because AEW had a yeah. really big show. Uh, and mm -hmm. NXT, without trying to be mean, did not have that big of a show. It was the first night with their new logo. There was notable things that happened. We're going to talk about it. But yeah. overall... I'd say it was a pretty generally average fine show. Chris it Nash was okay. It was okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, you it know. opened up with them stripping the title off of Solo. Yeah. For no fucking good reason. That really bothered me because they didn't put much yeah. effort into explaining it very well. Because no. it was an unsanctioned match. You weren't supposed to be in the match. 
then why did the match start? The bell rang. The yeah. referee was officiating it. It's not like it went on for like 30 seconds and he caught a quick one. There was yeah, plenty of time to stop it. Mm-hmm. Like, Sean's literally back there producing the show to make sure it goes off the air at the right time and everything. You're telling me at no point he's like, is this sanctioned or not? You're the one who sanctions them. Then he goes to SmackDown with the title. Mm-hmm. He defends the championship on SmackDown. Then mm-hmm. he goes to a press conference with the title. You're telling me none of the steps in between, no one could figure out if he was meant to have that championship or not. Like it was just such a bogus way to go about it. We're like, I'd rather they say, Hey, we really would love it if you could stay champion, but our lawyers have reviewed the contracts and since you're officially a SmackDown roster member, we cannot have you hold this particular title. Exactly. Not for any lengthy period of time. You've officially moved on and we are not going to be allowed to get you back. And if and then you even have Solo say, what about Dolph? Like his contract <laughs> allowed him to come back down here that your and yours doesn't. Yeah. Yours won't for some time. Dolph's earned that over time to be allowed to come down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, say something that makes you go, oh, yeah, yeah Dolph might have a different contract than Solo. Probably not. But, oh, storyline-wise, why not? He's been there 20 fucking yeah. years. You know? Yeah. What about Mandy? Mandy became an NXT roster member. Do you, wanna, do you want to stay in NXT and you can hold that championship? Or do you want your SmackDown contract? That's what's on the line here. Yeah. And then you have him go, this sucks. And you have Sean go, I know. This mm-hmm. really sucks. Yeah. You know, and have him say, I got to go be with my family and say, I thought you might say that, you know? Yeah. And but just, they didn't have that No, they didn't. They go, we don't know how you got this title. We don't know what's going on around here. Yeah. People like, just oh. do things without us knowing. It's like Scooby-Doo mystery. How'd you yes. get the belt? Oh, no. Goddamn Scooby-Doo. Yep. God damn it. Yeah. I swear to God, if they make another one of those Scooby-Doos and Solo has a fucking belt. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> deal. It was ridiculous, mm-hmm. and I was really upset about it. And then, you know, Mello does that. We'll give back the title. And then here's the part that makes it worse for me. They put mm-hmm. it in a ladder match. It's going to be a five-way ladder match where Carmelo's just given a buy-in because he was the last champion and should have never lost it because he's unsanctioned. The only argument I heard from someone that made some form of sense on why they would put the title on Solo, given they're going to strip it a week later, was it allowed Mello to lose credibly against a credible champion that mm-hmm. is already seen as elevated. So yeah. it doesn't hurt Mello to lose like that. Mm-hmm. And I say, okay, except for a week later, they're putting it in a ladder match. And a ladder match is designed to protect every single person in the match to not look worse than, right? You yeah. just weren't the dude who got to the top of the ladder. It's yeah. not that any given person was better than you. Maybe you, I mean, there's so many different gimmicks they've done where someone goes through a table. Someone gets yeah. shit piled on top of them. Someone gets hung up in the ropes. There's all these weird things you can do where it's all like, all right, well, yeah, I just couldn't get up the ladder. It's not because I'm not as good. It's because, you know, fate I did me dirty. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like fucking stupid because they've moved. It. So if, if they were trying to do it to protect Mello, putting it in a ladder match does the same level of protection, but now it's two parts removed. So if Mello gets yeah. it back, I'm going to be pissed because why the fuck do we do that? 
if Melo doesn't win it here, he could have also just not won it here to begin with. You know, like mm-hmm. they could have just had yeah. a grudge match between Solo and Melo and could have won. Yeah. You could have had Solo show up and just say, hey, man, I'm not done with you. And have mm-hmm. Melo say, fine, but you're not getting this title. I'm not putting it up. And he goes, I don't care. I don't care yeah. about that title. I'm just here to kick your ass, dude, and have him win. Like, that'd be also enough and make him look like a badass. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like that whole thing. I, I just kind of was like, man, this is stupid. Are you insulting my intelligence? <laughs> I sat there when I was watching that. That was I, I was just looking at it and I was just nodding like this that you are insulting my intelligence. Yes. Totally. Yeah. I'm like, no. The only thing that I would like to see, and I don't know, I don't think he qualified, but it would be funny if Trick was in it and Trick is the one that wins it. That'd be great. Mm -hmm. That'd be great. But I don't think Trick was a part of any of that. So, yeah. It should be that security guard guy, Howard or whatever. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. Should be him. That'd be cool. But no, but I think it would be really funny if it was a trick. That'd be good. Yeah. Uh, so we also got, uh, so the, the, right after that, we end up with the match Axiom, Axiom versus Nathan Frazier, match two yes. of the best of three series. Mm-hmm. It was, yet again, a very good match that I just did not care yes. about. Mm-hmm. I just don't care about these. And then I, I, I asked again to. myself again. I'm like, why are we having a best of three match? I, I, one match would have been fine. I, I, well, I think that it's fine. I think doing the best of three is good because it's, it's kind of like the Cesaro Sheamus thing. You're two dudes you didn't know what to do with. You do the series and now both guys look kind of like badasses because they're kicking the hell out of each other. The difference is Cesaro and Sheamus are mean motherfuckers who will beat the shit out of each other. Frazier and Axiom are rubber band motherfuckers who are going to flip all around each other. Yeah, so that's true. You don't end up watching it just being like, man, these guys are tough. You go, man, these mm-hmm. guys are impressive with their flips. So with it's like, flops. yeah. yeah. And so it's like, it's always a good match and it's fun, but I don't feel like it's building the same way that Cesaro and Sheamus built. You know, like I don't want to see them as a tag. Yeah. I don't think. Maybe. Uh-huh. I don't know. I just don't care about these guys. This is their story right now. It's just, and they're both good. Mm-hmm. And they both are do fine on the mic. They just, there's nothing about their story that makes me think much of them you know I'm not invested in how good they are even though they're very good huh. it's a bummer because we really liked a kid in nxt uk except i really wanted to call him anything else i hated his name and then they proved me wrong that they could make it worse by putting him in a maxim call I mean, him axiom huh. uh but yeah i don't know um after that, I mean, was there anything else on that match? No. Yeah. Toxic attraction. I, I, oh, go ahead. I will say this. Every time when I see Axiom, I'm like, can you see through the mask? Because I just think of, like, Sankara and how Sankara really couldn't see. Yeah. So I'm hoping that he can kind of see, because if not, I'd hate for something to happen. Especially because yeah. he's one of those, you know, yep. types of sort of, That would be bad. Uh, Toxic Attraction beat Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley. I think this is pretty cool to have Tatum this close to Mandy because Tatum mm-hmm. reminds me a lot of Mandy when Mandy first started. Mm. 
And so I think that it might do Tatum a lot of good to be around a Mandy who's on the top of her game to be like, mm-hmm. what do you wish you knew when you started? You know what I mean? Like yeah. getting mm-hmm. tips from Mandy now coming in with a similar style background and, and style. Mm-hmm. It could be very, very good for Tatum. Uh, but other than that, I just thought it was a good match with everybody. Oh my. I'm sorry. I just got sidetracked by something. Oh mm-hmm. boy. <laughs> No, Instagram is very funny today. Oh, yeah. Uh, but no, I really, you know, I'll tell you, I really enjoyed that match. And I'm, I'm like, Diamond Mind is like the little engine that could right now. So I definitely yeah. kind of appreciate what they're trying to do there. But yeah, yeah like poor Rossi. Me... And Tatum and Ivy yeah. both looked better in this match than they've looked in a while. Mm-hmm. They both looked really mm-hmm. good here. Yeah, they look good. They look good. And I just love how um, with like Gigi and JC, they work well with everybody. Yes. There's, it's, it's, they make everybody look good. And I think that not only just that too, but it's really a testament of, you know, what with the women, you know, if they were to, um, you know, like if people are, you know, they're developing a lot of these tag teams for the future, I think that, you know, they're in very capable hands because we've got women who are really, who work together well. And not only that, but they know those nuances, I think, of making each other look really good. Yeah. Because Katana and um, and Caden, same thing. Look at them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. What do you think yeah. of the Gacy stuff, the dyad? you know it's very interesting because now it, it you know it's getting stale i think yeah. i mean it got so good and you know and you and i was so like oh my god invested now i'm just like eh. yeah it's gotten it's flatlining yeah and i feel like it's i think maybe play with grimes is what's doing it that and i think too like you know, Gizm's not adding anything of great value. It's like, I mean, you can put them back under the hoods and it's probably a little better. But yeah, um, I have a friend of mine who just started watching NXT. I told him, give, you know, give him a shot. And of course, you know, he sees the logo. Oh my God, it's going to be black and goldy. I go, no, 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 no. No, you, you can't undo all the, you know, that 2.0 has done. Can't do yeah. that and just revert back. Um, they won't revert back uh, unless all of a sudden you see people like a Joey Janela all of a sudden going to NXT and then you're like, oh boy. But it wouldn't surprise me because he's in the best shape of his life. So he'd go Joey Janela. But, you know, I'm really thinking that, you know, I told him, I said, watch it. And then he goes, what the fuck happened to Grizzled Young Vets? And he's like, I've been watching NXT UK. I go, I go, hey. Don't, don't don't start me. <laughs> I'm like, don't start me. Yeah, but I said, weirdness going on. Yeah, and I said, I said you can't. Whatever you saw in NXT UK, you cannot bring that over over into what NXT is now. You you can't because I'm like you probably. I'm like, I was like, yeah, you probably know who A Kid is. Yeah, I go. Did you know this axiom? And my friend's mind blown. And I'm like. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I said, 
those things just kind of, you know, nothing changes. Yeah. And I think too, I it was funny. Like last week mm. we mentioned that the new logo might just be a new logo that a lot of it was going to stay relatively the same. And a lot of people are like, no, nope, black and gold's back. And then it showed up. Gold's back. It's the same, just a different logo. It's the same, just a new logo. It teased people. If anything, it was trying to be like smart marky to like get you to believe that it was black and gold again. I thought that was genius. Yes, it was very funny. How that happened? It was genius because you fooled one, you fooled a couple of my friends because they sure were like, "What's up, what's up?" Do you really want Johnny Gargano back? And in... no, okay, you didn't suffer through the way, okay? So until you've suffered through the way. And all the fucking index bullshit, then you know, don't 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 gripe about yeah. NXT yeah. right now. <laughs> like, no, you weren't there for some really low man on the totem bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it was a good match though. Them against Anofi and Blade it was good. I just yeah. again, like you said, it was kind of stale. Yeah. Uh not doing anything for me. Yeah. Uh, they they had that video package on Damon Kemp and again like the diamond mine mm -hmm. stuff with them I'm it's just weird the amount of stuff that's like really waning interest yeah you know what I mean um, although we did get Cora Jade versus Wendy Chu and I like this I did too not because I'm a choo choo on the choo choo train mm -hmm. but um, the two of them man that was just the way those two work together was just like there's ma it was magical like yeah. if there was a unicorn that flew over the ring and shot out rainbows and glitter mm -hmm. that's what this match was <laughs> i mean it you know i'm not saying you know whatever but it was really good you yeah, know this might have been and the best match of the night realistically as i think so through. i think so i mean i hate to yeah. say that but also you know I really think too, and I know this is gonna sound funky, but I think since the the departure of Legato Del Fantasma, mm. a lot of the matches the quality of what we normally see is going down the hill. But that's yeah. just me. That's just me. Um, but no, I mean Cora Jade, man. When you have people like Wendy and Cora Jade, the future is very, very bright. Don't know if I'm gonna like this Lash Legend shit with Wendy Chu. Don't know because I'm not a fan of Lash Legend. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. I didn't have a problem with it necessarily, but yeah, I wasn't excited by it either. I wasn't no. like, oh, here we go. It was just like, oh, uh, no, nothing is gonna. I, I'll be honest. I kind of thought the match, at least with Core Jade, I thought, man, you know, Tiffany Stratton and Wendy Chu matches, man, those were fucking great. And I'm like, I don't know about this one because it's probably going to be a one-off and it's probably going to be funky and whatnot, right? But it actually, surprisingly, blew my expectations out of the water. You know, because we've seen such good product from, from Wendy and from Cora, too, as well. So I thought, oh, maybe this is going to be just kind of mediocre. But it wasn't. And so probably the match is right. So. Yeah. Yep, I agree it was. And then we got Lash. We'll see what happens there. Uh, there was a cool okay. video segment with uh, uh, Roxanne and Maiko talking about their match and how mm -hmm. much respect they have for each other. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that was a really great um, little segment. I will say that some of the segments are very, very awesome that they've been mm -hmm. doing. Some are kind of miss. Yeah. Miss for me. 
I feel yeah. like WWE across the board is becoming a lot more of that. The stuff I like, I like a lot. The stuff I don't mm-hmm. like, I don't even want to suffer through. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where before it's also kind of like, yo, oh, that wasn't, you know, super impactful, but it was fine. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff's all like, oh, this is what's going to come on. I'm not watching this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm finding it getting more and more that way where it's like the highs are really high and the lows are so low that it's like, mm-hmm. fucking forget this, dude. Mm-hmm. It's either the best thing that they've done in years or the worst thing I've seen all week. Yeah. Over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, to be honest, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams versus Andre Chase and Body Hayward, I just didn't watch. I, just I do don't like Chase the Andre you. Chase stuff. Mm-hmm. I kind of like him like, eh. I don't, yeah. As soon as he came but, out, I said, fucking forget this. And I went and I walked out of the room for a while. Um,. Von Wagner versus Sangha was better than I expected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's I think I'd buy to say about it really. Yeah, I think I'd buy Sangha better than I do the dude on AEW. That's with Sanjay Same. and Jay Lisa. Yeah. I was thinking about Sangha in terms of his old tag team partner Veer, and I think they're doing mm-hmm. a better job with Sangha than they are with Veer right now. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, let's see, but those two matches kind of knocked the wind out of me, and I gotta say, Grayson Waller versus Oro Mensa, I barely paid attention to, and I like those guys. No, but, okay, first of all, when they it, were interviewing Oro Mensa, I'm like, oh, another Ghana. Someone from Ghana. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay, alright. Because they really oh. emphasized that, and I was like, oh, we're gonna see, um, Apollo Cruz, that's what that means. Oh yeah, Apollo came out the bloody eye and stuff. Yeah, what the hell that... was that? I, I don't understand that. The bloody eye. The eye thing. Yeah, it kind of creeped me out. Kind of reminds me of a horny toad out here in Arizona. If you scare a horned toad, it jumps on its back and squirts blood out its eye to scare you. Ew. Oh. Well, people call them horny toads, but they're called horned toad. But yeah, it's the street vernacular is horny toad. And they Ew. squirt blood out of their eye just to freak you out. They're fine, but they're just squirting blood out of their eye like crazy. It's weird. Ew. That's Apollo Crews' new gimmick. Oh. I don't know. The um, uh, horny Nigerian toad. Ghana. No, was it Ghana or Nigeria? I'm sorry. Ghana is, oh, is Kofi. That's true. Right? Yeah, never mind. I meant... Um, sorry, guys. Nigeria... What, Africa is all Africa to me. The only difference in Africa, personally, that I think is South Africa, totally different. Egypt, totally different. Everything else, no offense, it's kind of like the same. But you can say that about the United States, too. Yeah. The shit in the middle, it's all the same. It's all the same. Uh, main event, number one contender match, uh, Tyler Bate versus J.D. McDonough. Uh, breaker on commentary. What'd you think of this? Mm-hmm. I was kind of let down. Me too. I like. I didn't hate it, but mm-hmm. some of but... it was like, you know, what it made me think of is when mm-hmm. we talked about catch wrestling in the past with like Timothy Thatcher and even like mm-hmm. Riddle, or when you talk about Josh Barnett and Bloodsport, mm-hmm. how you can mm-hmm. see that what they're doing is trying to best each other physically in those moments. Yeah. And then we've talked about other guys like uh, Gargano 
matches that are just come off overly choreographed or young buck matches where they're just hyper choreographed like go here to here so i can flip from there to there Mm-hmm. This felt like a heavily choreographed catch style match, which was interesting because yeah. I don't think we see a lot of that. Jonathan but... Gresham is like that. Gresham's like that. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, Blake Christian and um, Alex Sheely well, can do a lot of stuff like that too when they're well, when they're having fun. Blake Christian, I don't normally consider him as a guy that really does catch wrestling. No, but I've seen him do it in GCW against, I think it was Nick Wayne. Yeah, well, when you're wrestling Nick Wayne, you kind of either have to pick one or the other, and I think that it was good that you know they that he'll he be he is willing to try those kinds of things. Sure. But Alex Shelley, yeah, used to do a lot of that too. That was kind of in his his wheelhouse of a little bit of yeah, a little bit of everything. But this came off like it was uh, a little too choreographed. Almost started. You yeah. you started if you watched. You could see Tyler Bate giving uh, direction to J.D. McDonough at times. Yeah. yeah. You see him like doing weird little things where you're all like, why is he drawing attention to his left leg? And you're like, oh, so J.D. would know to dive towards the left leg. Yeah. Like, it wasn't well hidden. And so it was just, yeah. it was weird because I think both these guys are better than that. Uh, yeah. But this one you could kind of see through. And that, that was a little yeah. bit of a bummer. Yeah. No, no, no. This whole show, all, all in all, I mean, yeah. It'll be very interesting. Um, I, it'll be very interesting to see what's going to happen next. Because you can't have two weeks in a row where it's kind of funky like this. Because it just kind of kills any momentum that they have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just makes me not interested to watch. Or watching it half-ass. Yeah. Yeah. It was hard to focus on it. Now, I mean, for whatever it's worth, I'll be honest, I didn't, I can look up the Rampage results as we talk about AEW. Mm -hmm. Um, From Grant, not spoilers. All I'm seeing are spoilers. I don't know. Was there anything on Rampage, the one that you saw before that you thought was really worth getting into? Don't look it up because you're going to come across the spoilers. Uh, Let me see. As long as I go to... Claudio and Dustin Rhodes, I think. Wardlow, Ryman, Nemeth. Nope, this is not it. Because this is where uh, Ruby got knocked out. There you go. Man, people. Why are you doing... Now no one would probably want to watch it. Here it goes. Okay, hold on. I have the ones from the week before. Um, Matt Hardy versus Darby Allin. Nope, boring. Ethan Page versus Danhausen that took what thirty seconds. Yeah. Um, Samoa Joe and Josh Woods. I love Josh Woods, but you know, again, it's more like if I'm if you're really trying to get ROH going or whatever, you know, you either need to establish Joe as your presence right now on every rampage wrestling somebody for that belt Mm. until you get, you have it because if not, you know, you need to get people excited for that product. Yeah. That's my opinion. Uh, Penelope Ford and Willow Nightingale. Um, again, you know, those two ladies worked it. I I enjoyed the match. I think that's probably the one match of 
the evening that I really, really enjoyed, to be honest. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I mean, I don't, I'm not looking at the spoilers. I really think it's stupid that they are spoiling what's supposed to be a pretty big type of show. Yeah. So, yeah, but the only, too, so. but the only thing about the spoilers is that I know when a certain match that I want to watch is on and that's about it because I really don't think um, the card, I don't think there's anything on the card. Like, I can't even remember who's on the card. In Darby uh, Brody? Is it? Maybe. Maybe in Darby Brody. Well, let's talk Dynamite, be. though. Um, yeah. I do oh, think no, but we get was... Action Bronson and the two idiots. Yeah. yeah. Hook. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this, I would say this Dynamite was better than last week. I did like it more overall. There was still a lot of stuff that I did not watch at all and fast-forwarded, so maybe that's part of it. I knew I wasn't okay. going to like certain things, so I didn't watch it. Okay. Uh, okay. But I also liked the. I remember last week we talked about how it was, like, just dragging ass because everyone was talking and no one was wrestling in a way that mm-hmm. wasn't very compelling because so many people are bad on the mic. Mm-hmm. But this one was a... a Stark change. It was back to a lot of long matches, which was kind of nice because of yeah. I mean, especially you had uh, Marina Shafir trending on Twitter for the worst reasons. Well, because she cut that promo on that rampage, and everyone yeah. just ripped it apart forever. So she was trending. So maybe it wasn't a bad idea to not have too many people talk this week. Uh, but well, also I think they're trying to recover from that awful Sammy Guevara. Oh, yeah, that was rough, too. Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Sammy's, like, weird cryptic shit. I don't know. I didn't want to give him too much time other than, you know, good riddance if it's true. Well, he is. Um, can you at least spoil this one? Because I don't give a fuck about him. If you saw in the spoilers, does he lose? Does he have a match on the next yeah, yeah, rampage? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll pull it up. We'll spoil this one because I give no fucks about him. And his wife, he needs to learn how to wrestle. The fuck match does he have? Oh, against Kingston? Uh, yeah, he loses. Yes! I hope Eddie punched him in the mouth again. Oh, wait. Wait, no. Oh, no. Don't tell me they made Eddie look like a bitch again. Come on, I can't take it anymore. Okay, let me, I'm gonna read you this whole thing, because what? Okay. Okay. This is the bullet point I'm seeing. Eddie Kingston defeated Sammy Guevara, but the decision was reversed, so Guevara defeated Kingston. Guevara came out to the new anime-themed entrance video, which shows him wrestling with AEW stars. Sammy took the mic and said from the bottom of his heart he apologizes for Kingston being a fat piece of shit. The crowd erupted. Following an aggressive match between the two, Kingston ended up making Guevara tap out for the win. However, Kingston would not stop choking Guevara after the bell, so the referee overturned the result, and Guevara was named the winner. So he got his ass kicked so hard he became the winner out of sadness. <laughs> Which ref was this? Didn't say, but I got to imagine. That I, I have a guess. I have a guess. I think it's Paul Turner. No. I think that they're willing to suffer. He's one of the only ones with credibility. 
Uh, it says Kingston snapped no. attack security after the match. Jerry Lynn and other officials. Kingston had bullied the referee some during the match. It's the black guy then. You think I don't know his name. From NXT? Yeah. Maybe. You know, because there was even God a thing that came out where Tony Khan was asked about the officiating, and and I was like, oh, they're like, because they're like, oh, he finally says that yeah, some stuff was happening, and it, the way that the headline was sounded like he's acknowledging it. No, he wasn't. It was all fucking kayfabe. He goes, yeah, it's kind of unfortunate that the first couple of matches were won when there was some illegal activity coming on happening in the match. But Paul Turner's kind of the guy who's who's leading the refs, and I think he does a really good job. We just got to tell him to tighten up ship a little bit. And I was like, you don't give a fuck. And it's clear in that comment, too. You didn't say, like, you guys make your refs look like idiots. You said, oh, yeah, people cheated and the refs didn't catch it. Mm. Well, if I would love 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 because i've had lots of conversations that time with like paul turner and you know whatnot and that's not the kind of ref paul turner is you might want to look at some of these other ones you really like to highlight there's really honestly the one ref that should not be there most of them should not be there but let's talk about dynamite instead well i know i know but you know yeah. Claudio versus Jericho for Ring of Honor World Championship. And wouldn't you know it, new Ring of Honor World Champion, Chris Jericho. I More than anything, I was surprised at how well received that was by the audience. The audience cheered a lot in the stadium. They popped big. And I was shocked at that because I thought, of course, they're not going to like this horrible reaction to the ring of honor title i also thought it was really ironic and hysterical to me that bully ray tweeted out and just like that the ring of honor world championship has meant more today than it ever has in its entire history and i wanted to just laugh in his face so hard and ask him what he thought about wwe ecw and their first champion what was it paul white wasn't he the first wwe ecw champion yeah, I think so. To say it means more now than it ever has before just because it's on a bigger platform, you have to then... And he, him of all people. That's right. Well, my comment about him is, Mr. Bully Ray, you were one of the reasons and one of the people responsible the decline and the downfall of the last ring of honor well there's that too inaugural champion was oh jimmy snooker who won the title mm-hmm. by defeating salvatore bellamore in 1992 what the fuck this is talking about the whole ecw oh my god oh <laughs> this former oh my god let me go here yeah this has got to be better yeah. yeah, Snuka, 92, 2000 is when it went under. 2006, it comes back. Rob Van Dam was the first one. It's when he beat uh, John Cena. He held it oh. for less than a month, and then Big Show won it and held it for almost a year. Then it was Bobby Lashley, then Mr. McMahon, then Bobby Lashley, then Vacated, then Johnny Nitro, then CM Punk, then Chavo Guerrero. Yeah, when you think of greatest ECW champions of all time, this is the list that comes up. Fucking bully so full of shit. 
with as much as he talks about ECW and what it meant and what it was and how much it meant to those people in that time and how it just wasn't the same anymore for him of all people to say the ring of honor world championship means more now than it ever has before spits in the face of his entire ECW argument. Nope. Mr. McMahon being ECW champion is the best thing that ever happened to ECW. You heard it here first. So stupid. But it's interesting and it makes me wonder. It makes me a lot less interested in what they're doing with Ring of Honor. But I'm sure someone will watch. I have to watch because that's the only way you can see Cole Cabana. Cole Cabana should take that title off Jericho night one. First TV, Thank Cole Cabana you. should win it. Right off. Let Jericho. me tell you a story about Cole Cabana in the championship, the ROH championship. That is the one that he never got to, that he never got to, to have. Jay, I don't mm-hmm. think he was a, he'd never gotten a champ like either TV or world championship. But he should have had it. Mm-hmm. He, I he, think it would also he be actually, a huge statement for a couple reasons. Let's say they boot CM Punk and they put this mm-hmm. title on Jericho. And then they start a Ring of Honor. They do the next Ring of Honor pay-per-view. And Cole Cabana comes out. Surprise entrant. You know what I mean? I'm open challenge for this title. I don't give a shit. I'm Jericho, motherfuckers. Cole mm-hmm. comes out. Boom, booms him in the balls. Superman pins him, teabagging him. <laughs> That's how that Superman pin looks. Looks like he's trying to teabag the guy. So he teabags yeah. him. Yeah. He has to throw in a flying asshole. Flying, flying asshole, asshole. Flying asshole. Blaring butthole. Whatever you want to call it. Blasting butt dust. What if I'm cool? You know what? I'm boom booming. He, you know, Hmm. he 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 appreciate. He would appreciate. No, he would probably be all. He will never give it back to you. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I have to tell you, is he wouldn't give it back. He'd have too much fun with it. Yeah. I'll tell you a story offline about the kind of person Colt Band is. And this is why you know you will never, if you ever let him borrow it, you will never get it back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to see. My first thought, as soon as Jericho won, is I started laughing. I said, please give that title to Colt Cabana because you'd be making a double statement. Ring of Honor's back, baby. Jericho's not going to be the face of everything we ever do. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, I was defending him last week. I'm not trying to shit on Jericho in that moment, but. Yeah. And then it would also be saying CM Punk is gone and we stand with Colt Cabana. Hashtag we stand with Colt. <laughs> well, I will say this. They do an event. I need to buy a ticket because if this comes true into fruition and I am not there mm-hmm. because they probably bit off the fucking idea because they listened to this uh, little show of ours, I will be so sad. We'll get shirts that say "Boom Boom Banner, baby." <laughs> He'll be all, "God damn it!" And I'm like, "No, dude." We'll do no. it like a we'll bring the fart gun. Font, though. Yep. Dude, I would bring the fart gun as soon as he won. I would just be going, Woo-hoo! "Oh God, oh my God!" He would just fucking love that. Oh, don't <laughs> oh, no. Oh God. I'd be like, no. I'd be like the like uh, Connor at the end of WrestleMania 30 when Daniel Bryan's like, "Come in the ring, you little kid," and I'd be running in there with okay. my shirt off, going, "Woo!" Oh, good lord! And then you would see me, <laughs> camera pan to me, and I'm like slowly ducking underneath the. <laughs> I don't know either of them. Under the barricade, I'm like, no, I don't know these two. I don't know. It'll be amazing. It'll be amazing. Like Cole, he didn't like your wrestling before. He doesn't like comedy wrestling. 
It's true, yeah. He talks a lot of shit. <laughs> talks a lot that of shit for a guy jumping around. <laughs> yeah, so don't 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 fucking buy into that fart gun bullshit. <laughs> Anyways. Uh yeah, so I mean I I don't I remember thinking one way or the other about the match. I thought it was fine. Um, I just was shocked that they took it off of Claudio so soon. Yeah, me too. And I just now also worried that Claudio's just gonna like fall to the wayside. Yep, I thought about that too. I also oh. wondered that. They're high on Yuda. But mm. yeah. I don't in that little faction, I don't know. And you know what I would love to see? Absolutely love. Is if they were if Chris Arrow decides that he wants to come back for a little bit and they pair pair, pair him on a Ring of Honor card with Claudio at the Kings of Wrestling, them versus FTR. I'm all about that. Mm. All about that because they were a great tag team. One of my probably probably one of my favorites from Ring of Honor mm. ever. Yeah. All right. I can see that. I can see that. Obviously, they won't have their manager with them, who their manager was Sarah Del Rey, but that's okay. Oh, my God. This thing's listing top moments and says, Audrey Edwards became the first woman to referee a ROH world title match. Mm -hmm. Fuck Christ. Fight me. Um, That bitch is just in it for herself. It's an interesting move. We'll see what happens with it. uh, The next thing they had, though, was Swerve in Our Glory versus the Acclaimed. Everyone got scissored. Everyone got daddied. Everyone was swerved, and the glory holes aplenty. We, uh... What? What? I didn't make this show. You can't get mad at me because of how they are. So Ass Daddy was ringside. You just made this sound like just a very... Like, if I did not know what you were talking about... Wrestling. I've been a. This is some horrible, weird, <laughs> funky porn, and I don't. This guy is weird. Yeah, no. Wow. Uh, I I mean, as much as I talked about it uh, before, I believe it was episode one. I'm not the biggest acclaimed fan. I think that they are. Uh, I, I think it's a little bit like rooting for Beavis and Butthead, and I think they're <laughs> loud and obnoxious, which is fine. Uh, but no, Beavis. No, I'm gonna correct you. Cheering for Beavis and Butthead is. That 2.0 ever rise, whatever the hell they are, that's what that is. As as well as the Gun Brothers, again, that's another Beavis and Butthead. I will not put the acclaimed in that echelon. They're a step oh, above. No. They're more like a Ren and Stimpy, still kind of childish, mm. but it's yes, a little bit more dirtier. cheeky and sophisticated. No, not dirtier. It's no. a little bit more cheeky and sophisticated. Mm. It's for those snobs like us who you know. I mean, we don't like childish fine. behavior, but yeah, I mean, clearly, I'm not the I'm not the most refined. I'm not all Frazier over here, but <laughs> they just don't do much for me. But they're pretty good in the ring, and they're clearly beloved by that fan base. And they made the right call here, made them the champions. Those are your guys. Yeah. As much as I like Strickland and Keith Lee in general, they mm-hmm. claim need these titles right now, and they they should have yeah. them. And it's a big deal. It's pretty cool. I saw two uh, people were talking about it. Um, Bowens becomes the first openly gay champion in AEW. No. Yep. 
That's not true. Yep. Well, then Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose isn't gay. Nyla Rose is trans. Yes. No, but she's also in a relationship with a woman. Oh. I don't know how that works. It sounds like a contract dispute. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But technically... Wouldn't that be great no. if Nyla Rose retweeted that tweet and was all like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm abating her. I'm like, girl, aren't you technically the, the yeah. first? Because. I mean, that sounds right. I'm not trying to say you're wrong. Well, yeah, I know. I know. I, know. I don't understand but contracts. I, I, well, but then they're also trying to tell me now by saying that is maybe all of Nyla Rose's plumbing is not correct right now. Like, it's not full. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they're also just trying to get that as many times. Because, you know, what, what would then happen is, let's say that, that let's say that's true. They yeah. then would say, well, he's the first openly gay man be champion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, if that happens. weren't true, he'd suddenly be the first yeah. uh, African-American gay man to be. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's yeah. however many things they can get on the docket there. And I'm not saying that in a mean way or the AEW is trying to do that. I'm saying the wrestling community is trying to pinpoint what makes him historic in this moment because for for every good reason this is historic and they want it to be historic and they need to pinpoint what that is so that way it can be in those books somewhere you know what i mean whatever book that happens to be but i think it's cool for him whatever like he posted about it uh i think it's awesome for for them in general they're a great tag team and they deserve that spot so I'm, yeah, I'm curious think... what's going to happen with uh, the swerve up in my glory. See what happens with them. Um, I don't know if they're going to stay together or not, because they've said over and over again they're singles guys who happen to be stuck in a tag team at the moment, so we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Again, I think, I think they did a really good job of before having that, you know, having swerve have that kind of you know he's in it for himself when they did that one battle royal or whatever and then to now go back and yeah swerve's the one who kind of caused this inadvertently yeah so it'll be interesting to see what they do with it yeah and that was that was one too where they they just buried the shit out of the ref in this one Mm -hmm. the ref was having to go way out of his way to pretend like he couldn't see stuff and it was fucking Mm -hmm. You just can't watch AEW and expect any kind of rule or ref respect. Because I think people get hung up on that still. And I don't so much anymore. Mm-hmm. I just watch it and go, <laughs> here we go. It was uh, Rick Knox, I believe. I think so. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. uh, which, in his defense, he's never had credibility to begin with. You can't lose more credibility when you start with none. No. You know? So when you the put Rick Knox in there, you go, oh, this ref is worthless and bullshit. So then no matter what happens, you go, oh, yeah, that's because that ref is the worst. You know what I mean? The only... And then the next ref comes out and you go, he is also awful. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> But the only two credible refs, senior official Paul Turner, mm-hmm. and I always forget his name, who was at, a, uh, at um, NWA. At NWA, Jared Fritz, he's not over there. Are you talking about I Stephen Smith, who was in NXT? Maybe. Oh, no, you're right. There was that one skinny mm-hmm. dude who was in NWA. Mm-hmm. I do not remember his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, wait a minute. No. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And the worst, credibility. 
belongs to one. No. Well, uh, after that was uh, Pac versus Orange Cassidy, which I did not watch at all, but I saw that uh, Pac won. So there's that. Let me tell you, if I were Pac, I would be kind of pissed. I'd, I'd feel like I'm being insulted. Yes. And because it be. made him look like a jackass. Yes. So. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Now, actually, before that, because I have nothing to say about that match, uh, MJF and Wheeler Yuta had a uh, bit of a promo segment. I don't think Wheeler Wheeler did an awful. I also don't think because a lot of people are saying that like there's a stark difference between MJF and Yuta, and there is. But I also mm-hmm. don't think that I still don't see what everyone sees in MJF all the time. He says the most obvious stuff. He's the most overdue. He is a baby face of the whole company. You know what I mean? He was just doing press stuff as a funny asshole. He's a bad guy, but he's not. Like, he's yeah. so fucking phony and just dies on this hill that he's the only one that's not phony that it's kind of weird. So he mm-hmm. does all those same little low-hanging fruit jokes. Yuta even mentions it. And it was fine. It was fine on both sides. You go, oh, yeah, this guy's the jerk. This guy's the good guy. I, they should fight, mm-hmm. and I want the good guy to win. And that's how I felt about it. But I didn't feel like it was this overly clever, well-done thing that was just like this high-level mm-hmm. anything. It felt like MJF stands out also because everyone else is so bad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying he couldn't hold his own with some of the greats, like an Austin or Rock or whatever, or even like he couldn't do great with a Roman or a Sammy or a KO. He probably could because he probably would have to step up, and I think he's capable of doing that. But I also wonder if he realizes he doesn't have to step that high to stand out. And so he just stays where he's on top. You know what I mean? Because I feel like he's capable of more. And I feel like we've seen more out of him in, at certain points. And then he does stuff like mm-hmm. this where you go, yeah, it's not bad, but I'm not rewatching it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? No one's going to say, hey, did you watch mm-hmm. it? And then they say no. They're not going to say you have to go see it. They're going to be like, oh, he did a good job. He talked some good shit. That's yeah. it, you know? He's not must watch. And then when you think about him and Punk, those matches really weren't all that great. Yeah. The only match I can ever say, an MJF match that I've seen that I thought was actually, well, I don't want to say it's good. It had its parts in it. This is pure comedy wrestling. It was a touching father and son wrestling match, Colt Cabana versus MJF at um, AAW in Chicago on um, All In Weekend. They played catch in the ring. It was really cute. Mm-hmm. That's when I got hustled. But yeah, he he worked me into buying a shirt. He kind of reminds me of like an insult comic, like Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. Everything's from yes. the Oh my God, yes. Because didn't, didn't, also like didn't Rickers. Triumph, didn't Triumph also have a scarf that he wore? Uh, With his so. cigar. He definitely had a scarf. But I feel <laughs> like that he's like he's kind of like a Don Rickles, which none of this stuff is like meant to be mean. It's just like this is what yeah. makes it not heelish is that you want the laugh. 
Mm-hmm. You're going for the joke. The joke is that you're a jerk, but we all know you're not actually a jerk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. he, like when he did the whole thing, he's all like, everyone in here would, would let me sleep with their wives if I wanted to. The only reason I don't is because I have standards. And then he kind of walks towards the crowd and looks at them like, here's where you laugh. And he's like, I'm, just, I'm being nice. I'm being nice. And you're all like, you're clearly begging for the laughs. You're trying to do the insult comic thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't see how that's that's heat. They even pan to the crowd where they're all laughing and going pointing and like, eh, they're cheering them. And you're like, this is your big bad guy? Like, you're not going to see. I mean, there was a, the whole reason Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin was working was because people hated all of their jokes. <laughs> like, you can't be funny and then also be hated. It's just weird. One of the weird. other. Yeah, people just buy into it in such a way that's just kind of weird. Uh, I mean, like even Eddie Guerrero, lie, cheat, and steal. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a heel persona. That was a babyface persona because he did mm-hmm. funny shit and everyone loved it. Mm-hmm. And he was an asshole who cheated all the time. And people mm-hmm. loved it because it was funny. Like, I don't I don't see how this is. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, speaking of, I have no idea what the fuck was going on. Jade Cargill in the back with the baddies. Uh, Trina came out and said some stuff, and I had no idea what the fuck was going on. Why do I care that Trina's there? I had to look her up. She's a rapper. She's probably good. Yeah. She'll be very good. People were very excited, so I imagine she's great. But I just I wasn't familiar, and I don't know why I should be excited. She's here talking shit to Jade. Is she gonna fight? No, she's a bad fucking bitch, Trina. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. What'd she do? She's ghetto. I mean, she's got some. About nothing, but she is pretty ghetto. You can saw she had to tone the ghetto down, which I was like, "Girl, just let it go, man. Y'all about fucking pulling the weaves out, you know, putting the rings inside out, you know, the other way around, so you can scratch the shit out of people, you know. Why do I know all this shit, anyways? But if you know songs like, actually. I want to make sure I'm getting this correctly. Um, she's got tunes such as, um, hold on, sorry. Um, apparently, um, she's in a, a song with Trick Daddy, and Lil Wayne is one of her baby daddies. Mm. Um. Um, let me see here. Um, I think one of the songs that everybody may know, and I want to make sure I, I think this was her and not somebody else, but I think she did that one song. Um, hold on. Um, oh, maybe we maybe she didn't um i thought she was the one that did that song um my neck my back my you know i think that's her i don't yeah no (laughs) i think that was her but i don't know i could be wrong but it was very weird fights yeah i hope she does too because girl i love me like world star type of fights with bitches that's the fucking best that's the best but i thought it was weird that they had all these new york rappers like fabulous i'm like when has he done anything 
Like, great. The only th- song I know by him is the Holla Back Young and Woo Woo. Yeah. And then there was some other rapper I have no idea. So I'm like, obviously, you couldn't get, you know, the staples of rap. Like, you couldn't get a Diddy. You couldn't get, like, well, Jay-Z would never, would never <laughs> put his likeness out there. But you didn't, you know, you didn't, you, you know? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Diddy would have done it. it so I think that's good. But, yeah, I don't have yeah. Uh, let's see. We had the I mean, interim women's championship match: Tony Storm versus Athena versus Serena D versus Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. This match saw a lot of misses. Uh, Athena broke Britt Baker's nose again in a spot <laughs> that was crazy. I saw someone say, "Oh my God, how is she, how is she doing this? This is incredible." They played the clip where Athena drops. Brit on her head and then lands on her face and breaks her nose. And I was like, she didn't do it. What do you like? It's really difficult for me to understand why someone sees somebody mess something up so bad and say, how did this person pull this off? They didn't pull it off. No, that's what you're watching is you're watching them fail at the thing that they're trying to do. And you're Mm -hmm. highlighting it in a really weird way. Almost like it comes off like pity. Like, Oh, they didn't get it. I'm going to tell them that they did an amazing job at it. But but they clearly didn't get it. You know what I mean? It's just really weird to me. Like, I'm not saying to shit on people when they mess up, but I'm saying like, Hey, look at, they did this thing perfectly and it's clearly messed up. Feels weird Mm -hmm. to me when I read that. It's not, I think they're trying to support and it doesn't come off that way to me. It comes off like really patronizing and it almost Mm -hmm. comes off sarcastic and you're not trying to be, you know what I mean? Cause I saw Mm -hmm. it and I was just all like, are you being mean to Athena? Like she didn't mean it. You know what I mean? Like, in my mind, I was like, why are you being mean? Like, mm-hmm. she didn't realize what happened. Like, she messed up. Yeah. Oh, well, like, happens. But at the end of the match, so so Britt Baker breaks her nose. She ends up in the corner. She rushes over to Tony where they wrap up the match as fast as they could. Jamie Hayter comes out, beats the shit out of Tony with Britt. So now that whole rivalry is back together again. And then Soraya, formerly known as Paige, comes out. Does fuck all. Walks around the ring, points people, says things, screams, this is my house, and doesn't pick up a mic, and then it kind of fades away, and she's in the ring with the baby faces, so it's good. So, it should be fine. I just... She chased out everyone from the ring, and that's a little weird. If this was a heated rivalry and a heated fight, to just be like, oh, I'm coming out now to take my place on the stage. Everyone let me come out and bow. It's like, it really just... It's not done very authentically or smoothly. It's pretty abrupt is all. So it's neat to see her back. I think like most people, I'm concerned about her being back because it feels like WWE would not clear her to wrestle and AEW doesn't give a shit and says, yeah, it's fine to wrestle. That's what it feels like. That doesn't mean that's what's happening. But from the outside looking in, I think that that's a valid criticism people are having is oh aew so lax with their medical and WWE so strict that's the only place she can go okay maybe but we don't know otherwise right like might be true might not be true but the big concern is she comes out there and she's now relatively in a story with someone who just had their nose broken for the third time somebody who broke someone's nose for like the second time uh 
one person who just came back from injury, Serena, because mm-hmm. uh, she messed up her shoulder. And she's arguably yeah. the best one in the entire company at this, and she can't avoid getting injured. And you have Tony Storm, who's just kind of this anomaly sitting around. Just, I feel like that's the safest person for her to work with. And who knows? It just it feels like what's going to happen is Paige is going to somehow be involved in the interim women's title unification match and come out on top, beat Thunder Rosa, and now you have Paige as the champion. Tony and Thunder no longer champion, and Paige feels like she's one bad bump away from permanent paralysis. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Although, I will say, it would have been nice if she were the one to have come out, beat Jade Cargill from yes. out of nowhere. Yes. That would have been great. It would have been perfect. Yeah. But... It would have been an amazing way to stop Jade's streak and give credibility mm-hmm. to the TBS title to make Paige look like right. she's a fucking monster. Mm-hmm. That would have been amazing. She did it on Raw when she went yes. on Raw. Exactly. Do it the same way. Yeah. Just a total callback to the AJ Lee thing. And then you have Paige yeah. floating around in the TBS title area helping women build themselves up to get to the world title without having to be in the world title thing. Now she's immediately in the world title thing. Mm-hmm. You okay. See how this plays out, I guess. I guess Tony Khan had a stiffy. I wonder if we aren't seeing the last year of Thunder Rosa in AEW. We are seeing the last of Thunder Rosa in AEW. I feel sure. like this has got to get pretty frustrating for her. And I feel like that the other side's got to be knocking because they mm-hmm. know and they see what she could be. Mm-hmm. And, and there is no way now that that Triple H and Sean and Stephanie would not be. This is a no brainer. Are you kidding? Yeah. Thunder Rose I mean, has been maybe... a slam dunk for five years. Oh, I know, but, but, but they, you know, obviously they weren't, they weren't calling or they did. I can't, I can't remember, but yeah, they're probably thinking to themselves, let, let him let this one go, let him do it because she offers so much for them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that. The more and more I think of it, I'm thinking, yeah, she's, yeah, Tony. This kind of thing just has to be frustrating for her because mm-hmm. she's, she's putting so much work mm-hmm. and effort in all of it, and she just keeps getting shit on by these little favorites and these little new toys of the week. And mm-hmm. at a certain point, like, where can she go from here? She's the she's the AEW Women's Champion. And they're yeah. about to try to make it look like she's the worst AEW Women's Champion that's ever been. Yeah. Politically, they're trying to do this. Yeah. Where can she go from here? Go back to that title? Like, she's at the top of the mountain now and being shit on. It doesn't make you want to stay at the top of the mountain. It makes you want to find a new no. mountain. You know no. I mean? Yeah. And I think that with her at this point in time, if I were Thunder Rosa... I hope if, if you're cleaning your house, girl, <laughs> if, I, if I were you, girl, I would say, you know, I mean, it was bad news when you, when we saw, uh, like, I gave Ruby Soho the benefit of the doubt. She was, uh, you know, she was 
a favorite for a week and a half, what, two weeks, maybe three tops. Yeah. And it always goes back to Brit. And any of us know with grain of salt that, you know, this bitch can do no wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. So of course she and her old man are going to, you know, they're top of the food chain. And I just think that, um, really at, at the only people who really benefit from Britt Baker being a champ or whatever is Jamie Hayter and, uh, and rebel, mm-hmm. you know, and it's sad because Jamie Hayter is actually really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've liked her a while, but I think, and if I, and if, and I would be very slighted because it's like, you know, you've got someone who the biggest thing when you look back at Britt Baker, she was always like this, you know, dentist, dentistry, dentistry, dentistry. Okay. This was just a cool thing to do on the weekends. So now it's like, okay, you know, have you gotten better? No, you're still probably on par with where you are, you know, but it comes to a point where it's like, you can only do so much. And not only that too, it's like, if you were to put her, if you were to go back to that, um, the all-in match, the the women's four-way, and you put Chelsea Green, put Tessa Blanchard, put Britt Baker in there, and Madison Rain, okay, and you had that same match, I will say this, I am pretty sure that the only one of the four who probably has had, who probably looks better than they were at that moment is, well, I'd say, I'd still say Tessa because, you know, Tessa's phenomenal. Chelsea Green, as long as she can keep without injury, I mean, she she's 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 really good at what she does. It's just she gets injured a lot, unfortunately. Mm. This is how it goes sometimes. But I think that when you're not improving, and you're held on this pedestal, it, I, it's probably very frustrating for people who, you know, they're working hard at their craft and you can see how much contribution that they're bringing to the table, not only just because of what they're doing and they're providing, but what they're providing for the future that, you know, it just kills me. It's like, go where you're definitely appreciated. Yeah. No matter what, the fans will follow her. Yeah. Oh, Because yeah. she is very beloved, very beloved. So I think she would that, get a, you know, I don't think it'd be the same and I don't think it'd be identical or comparable, but I don't think it would be yeah. that far different in a certain regard of when Cody came back to WWE. I think people seeing Thunder Rosa and AEW would go nuts. The, the people oh, that yeah. know her would go nuts and the people around them would say, who's that? And they would get them excited. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I also think, too, that Mission Pro can also kind of be like, I don't want to say like the stomping grounds, but it, you know, can there's a lot of women that are wrestling in Mission Pro or have gone through Mission Pro that definitely I see they have bright futures and, you know, and they would be awesome. Like, I really hope one person I really hope that um, WWE does sign and bring her aboard is... um, Maddie Renkowski. I love that. Yeah. I love her to death. 
she is great great yeah. character work she's got great skills and ring good on the mic too and i'm just kind of like at first i thought oh you know she'd be great at AW. no no i mean i could see her you know up there with you know the likes of you know roxanne perez i mean i could see her with a lot of those people there you know and those women and it would be phenomenal so you, you know, know i don't there's two people i don't understand two women i don't understand why they don't get a fair shake that's mm-hmm. Danny Jordan and Allison Kay. I don't understand why I can, they don't. Seem I can to tell ever you why. Hmm. With Allison Kay. Hmm. Is um. Has bad it's, reputation. Bad reputation for attitude. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And the thing is too is it's like. Unlike a Tessa, where it's like, if you can look past the attitude, this girl's, you know, she's amazing. Tessa should mm-hmm. be everywhere. But people just don't forgive the attitude. Yeah. But yeah. if you were to say, oh, if I were to choose between the two troublemakers of women's wrestling, if you were to have to pick between Tessa and, and Allison K, who would you pick? I'd pick Tessa night and day. Yeah, it's hands a tough down. One. Yeah, it's tough because, yeah. yeah, it's going to be hard-pressed not to pick a test in that regard. But, um, yeah. And Danny Jordan, I'd like to see her get a fair shake somewhere where they don't let her I know. hide behind the the Mean Girls gimmick. I want to see someone shake her up and be like, hey. You know, with Danny Jordan, though, I don't, I've never heard anything, like, bad about her. I think that, unfortunately, that gimmick is kind of like, mm, I think it's the gimmick. You know, I think that until she shakes that gimmick, gimmick she's not going to... I know it's what she thinks has gotten her here, but I think that it holds her back. It does really because do. there's a lot of copyright infringement there. Yeah, you know, yeah. your burn book was exactly like the burn book, you know. <laughs> so it's more of if you can get yourself some kind of like, you know, like look at Penelope Ford. Okay, she's the bad girl. Look at Tiffany Stratton. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. How is that that different than Regina George? No, it's you know not. I mean? Yeah, or one of the Heathers from Heathers. You know, yeah. Exactly. That's, that's what I mean. Different. It's not that yeah. different, but it's different enough to where you can both lean into a character, mm-hmm. not have to open yourself up. But, like, yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know. Let's yeah, talk and I like event. the way, yeah. I was going to say, and I, I do to bring up, you know, Tiffany Stratton. That's an excellent way that she plays that kind of a character. Yeah. Where there's just enough of being snotty and kind of bitchy and and not which makes it perfect yeah it's fantastic uh we got john moxie versus dan o'brien this was for the world championship they crowned it on moxley they're calling it a three time because they don't count the interim which is interesting uh but Like it's cool, and there was no there was no losing here. No matter who won this match, this was going mm-hmm. to be good for the company. Yeah, I'm a little I bummed preferred... they didn't go with Daniel. Same here, same here. Because you know what would have been for me the reason why was it would make that whole Jericho, Daniel Bryan, mm. Daniel Garcia thing more interesting. Yes, they also it's... hold the belt, especially given that Jericho won the Ring of Honor championship. Daniel Uh Garcia's got the pure. If you have Jericho Mm -hmm. with the world, and if you had Brian with the AEW world, 
then you have Jericho That's being like, look, we're representing the same brand even. But then you start having yeah. the argument of, well, what, what title really means more? Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. And but, going into putting an ROH product on TV, why aren't we consulted? Yeah. 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 I don't know. But it makes, that makes sense. Yeah. I do think it would have been cool for Brian if he had gotten the championship because I think that it's super believable and it'd be interesting. We haven't seen that yet. Moxley with the championship yeah. again. We know what that looks like and it's not awful by any means. And I think that I do feel like Moxley stepped up in a way uh, beyond the idea of him just not getting his vacation. I do feel mm -hmm. that there's a difference with him right now that he really feels like that he can carry this company on his back and prove it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's not a bad time for him to do that. And I also wonder if Brian's just all like, yeah, do it, dude. Like, I'm here to support you, but I don't want to carry this company. And Mox might be like, this is my chance to really okay. prove something about me. Or what does Daniel Bryan have to prove? You know what I mean? He's carried WWE. Mm -hmm. Big time. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. WrestleMania 30. WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, his legacy there is crazy. Where moxley's legacy as dean ambrose isn't bad but it's not on the level of daniel bryan where no. moxley sets himself apart outside of wwe in a level like this where he's the guy mm -hmm. that, could, that could be a lot for him you know so yeah. i think it's cool the match was cool <laughs> i do wonder because they had made an announcement at gcw that moxley was gonna go up against nick gage with the gcw title versus career match Mm -hmm. at the time because you can look at it with hindsight Moxley wasn't supposed to have the AEW world title at that time no well, he has it now mm -hmm. can your world champion lose a match to Nick Gage even if your title is not on the line yes I think it's more complicated than that because if he shows up with the GCW world title, loses it to Nick Gage, now you have the argument that a bunch of, you know, internet wrestling nerds can say, well, he beat the AEW world champion. He's theoretically the uncrowned AEW world champion. You know what I mean? No, because true GCW loyalists don't give a fuck about AEW. That's true, too. It's the AEW so... nerds that would try to ruin it. Well, a and Tony well, is an a AEW nerd. Okay, here's the thing. Well, he better be. It's his company. Yes. Uh, That's not but, a knock. <laughs> no, but I really think that, you know, it it's not going to hurt them to have him beat Mox. It's not. Because let's face it, the kind of wrestling that Nick Gage does even though, yes, it was on TV, on AEW, that's not the kind of shit Tony, you know, Tony likes. That's not his thing. Because, yeah. God forbid, God forbid you see any of those guys with light tubes in their hand or getting stabbed with it. The only people who probably would do it is uh, Brody King, uh, Darby Allen, and Mox. And I don't think... I do think that... it would build goodwill for Tony. But I the think GCW also, fans would respect Tony a little bit more if they let Moxley do the job for Nick. Well, here's here's the thing though is I think that when they made that match part of it too was being designed that 
Tony didn't want him to have that belt anymore. I know. Tony doesn't want he, him to have that belt, yeah. and he was supposed to take six months off anyways. So if the idea yeah. was he was going to go there, lose that title, stay off mm-hmm. of everyone's TV for four more months, and then return to mm-hmm. AEW with none of that yeah. taste in their mouth, that mm-hmm. all makes a ton of sense. But now you have your world champion going over there who's not taking any time off TV and potentially losing a match to a dude mm-hmm. at a company you don't want to support. So, I mean, like, it would give Tony a ton of goodwill if he actually let Mox lose that match. Now, the other thing, though, is we talked mm-hmm. about it. What made that match interesting is what if Nick's just ready to retire and he wants yeah. Mox to be the one to put him out? Then none of that matters. And then it's like, well, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Beat him. Beat him, too. Like, well, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it does. It makes me wonder that side of things, which we'll probably not know for years. But... Mm-hmm. If Nick loses this match, I think that's what it's going to come down to. Nick's either going to lose the match and we're going to know he was ready to retire and this is what he wanted, or they're going to do something weird to get out of that match in some way so that's not the stipulations anymore. Where the match Mm. just doesn't happen. You know what I mean? No. Lauderdale's not that kind of person. He's not going to do that. Didn't do that for... uh... DJ Hyde and the whole CZW debacle when um, GCW started really kind of getting its momentum and its its real start. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if anything, um, because if you watch, if you look at Nick Gage's Instagram, he's been training like this, like like fucking, you know. I I don't think he's and he's even said he's never trained like this before. Even Janella has made comments like, fucking Nick Gage. You think I'm fucking getting, getting, yo, look at fucking Gage. Look at him go, you know? And I'm really thinking that, because I used to think to myself, if someone is going to retire Nick Gage, okay, I've always thought it's going to be one of these younger guys because they'll be able to carry that torch. Like I'm thinking like a Jimmy Lloyd or Matthew Justice, those kinds of guys, right? Mm. To carry that legacy. But I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. But I, I just don't feel like I I don't I don't think that people will trip as much off of Gage beating Mox and getting that belt back. Than we think. I really don't. I think that it is what it is. He's kind of doing what Tony wishes. Is just I don't want you working for that company anymore. Because obviously Tony sees it as a threat. Is it a threat? Damn right, it's a threat. Damn right. And it's yeah, you have an ex- cool kids in town. Yeah, and also you know you have someone which you should have thought about this before you gave him a contract and signed the guy and burned him you've got someone over there who has an axe to kind of grind that's true too you know you you do and and i know that a lot of that because it's i think it's pretty common knowledge now but you know it really changed as much as at the beginning, Janelle would say, oh, you know, it really has changed my life for the good. Oh, yeah, it did. But it also brought in a lot of things for him that were not good, you know? 
So that's where it's like the grass is always not greener on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when you're promised things, like I know he was promised things. I'm pretty sure Marco Stunt was promised things, but Marco's not really wrestling anymore. Every once in a while, you might see him at a, at a GCW thing, but you know, still same thing. That was really fucked what they did with those guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. But I do think it's interesting. I do think also that to me, the funny part of seeing the end of this match was I was like, well, this makes GCW a lot more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought too. But then I saw it. No, you know, story wise lines, I thought it was kind of stupid because it would have been really, it would have made the Daniel Garcia, Jericho, and Daniel Bryan stuff. Yeah. At least have something that makes it interesting. Yes. Yeah. Instead of some fucking dude bigger. The only bad thing is we got to hear that fucking theme more so again and again and again and again. Every time I was I enjoying Lionheart, thing, I get more and more annoyed that it's not as. I remember how much I loved his original song. I even said for a while, you can go back to like when they first debuted on episode one, that I thought that mm-hmm. Moxie had the only good music in all of AEW. There was a while That's there, I was like, true. why does he got bad off badass music and everyone else got garbage? That's not true. Who had good music? You don't like Powerhouse's theme? Powerhouse wasn't even there at the time. And his theme's weird right now. Well, his theme is kind of weird now. They remixed it. But no, but he was there. He was there before Mox was there and had the same theme. Mox was there on their first show. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. He showed up at Double or Nothing. He debuted on their first pay-per-view. I thought he debuted on the second double or nothing. No. No, he no. Yes, he did. No. Yep. No. Uh. Yep, because it was 2019. It was Rumble 20 or 19 was was his last time he was did something for WWE. He wrapped up at Rumble 2019 because I was there. I remember seeing him grab a chair and say you want to talk to the audience I remember watching the gaffers and stuff tell him it's not going to fucking happen it was really mm-hmm. weird uh and they never talked about it so it was like not a kayfabe thing and yeah it was okay. uh he was there at the very first double or nothing hold on here uh oh you're right yeah for like at least the first year or two, I thought Mox had the only good music. Oh, you know why? You know why? Because I'll admit this. I really didn't watch AEW when it first came around. Yeah. Let's be honest. The only reason why I watched was I watched to see, you know, like Janela, the Bucks, Hangman, you know, yeah. Cody. But that's as much as my elite allegiances had lied, you know, where it was lying at the time. I really didn't get into it until a little bit later. Yeah. But yeah, sorry. So I am wrong then. Why am I thinking? I don't know. Why am I thinking he? Yeah, no. Okay. That makes sense. See, I don't know everything, people. Yeah. Maybe because I don't care about Chris Jericho or I don't care about Mox or I don't care about that kind of shit. Yeah. 
but it was a good match and we got a new champion and we'll see how it goes um <laughs> and i'm interested to see more about gcw now than i was before so yeah i don't know what it all has to mean uh but it was good overall there's only a couple oh was it there's only like one match in here i, I skipped entirely which one the... uh Pac. Pac or no yeah he didn't miss anything to be honest yeah that's what i mean it was a better one than last week for sure um yeah but you know we'll mm -hmm. see it's been more interesting. yeah like rampage i'm a little upset that people they're spoiling it what they they're spoiling this one it seems more hardcore than normally because no, they, they always, always film. They no always but not that. as hard no yeah, yeah. not like as really they do because every Maybe time I'm i have to look up the rampage results i always have to scroll through spoilers to find the right one that's why I try to pull it up before we go live because I'm like, all right, I'm going to look at the spoilers mm -hmm. for this week or the next week. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but I did yeah. agree. Uh, you talked about it uh, before we went on because we did the watch along for Hobbs Starks at double or all in or whatever it was. Uh, mm -hmm. We should probably do one for tomorrow night's rampage. So uh, I believe we'll get the West Coast feed of it, which I believe is 8 p.m., right? Or is it 7 um well i think it's a, comes on. it's, a, it's at 10 o'clock it. eastern what is when it's they start 10 o'clock at night mm -hmm. jesus mm -hmm. i've never watched it so i have no idea we'll figure out what time it is we'll come on live whenever you get it i'll watch it uh and then uh, we'll just uh we'll do a little review as we go and see if they uh if they fixed it or if they uh, continued on with the same garbage yeah, and I think also, um, I heard one of the, um, one of the spoilers I had heard is something is going down on what would be my birthday show that AEW is doing, mm -hmm. but I'm sorry, how much airfare is to Cincinnati, Ohio from where I am? That's not worth it unless I know I'm in the front row. Sorry to be a snob, but You're... you know I want to be one of those obnoxious people. Like it's my birthday, yeah. Cash out, and then my cash app like thing. I want to sign like that, and then <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then I'd have a high fill. How you like watching AEW on TV at home? Oh yeah, Cole Cabana's time. Hmm? Yeah. yeah. Well, what we know about CM Punk is he's definitely not watching at home because he's never been a fan of wrestling. He's never watched any wrestling. If he's oh, that's TV. right. That's right. Yeah, like, we know that with that's absolute right. certainty from his time on WWE mm -hmm. backstage. Yeah. Now, Reaper's coming through the chat saying, hi. Hi. Um, did did they tape on? Rampage before or after? It's after. Oh. Yeah. It doesn't bode well because I'm assuming the lights out match is the last one. Yeah, which unless they the decided to do lights out in the middle of the thing. Yeah, we'll and it's two hours long, so yeah. yeah, yeah, all right. Well, we'll see. Anything else before we get uh, last call? Um, no, but when is the Nick Gage match though? It's October something. Okay. I'll look it up because if it's in in California, I might go. It's not. I don't think it is. I think it's in New Jersey. I think it's, I mean, it's in, in um, it's in Atlantic City, maybe. That's what I think. That's why I'm gonna double check. But yeah. We'll see. 
why are you not going to not have it in his home state? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh -huh. MDK all fucking day. That's the other thing I had to say. Hell yeah. Well, guys, we'll be back uh, actually tomorrow for a little drink along, and then we'll be back next week, or we may not be back next week. We don't know. Next week's going to be a little bit up in the air because I'll be out of town. Uh, we're going to figure out what we're going to be able to do or not be able to do. I'll be in Vegas mm -hmm. at uh, Cauliflower Alley Club. So uh, Go say hi to Marsh. Yeah, if, if you're you guys there. are out there, come say hi. I don't think I'm gonna wear a ref shirt. I thought about it. There's too many possible matches that could break out. I don't want to be too busy. And then they were like, "Do you know how to ref?" And you're like, "God damn it, yes, I do." They can count, <laughs> sort of. No, there are people to... who can count and they can't ref. That's come a good point. That's a good point. I know the rules, so. You do know the rules. You're not gonna be one of those ones that ignores everything, right? You're not yeah. one of those kinds. Well, you can't ignore everything if you don't know the rules. You don't know what to ignore. So. True. Yeah. Guys, we'll be back. Uh, stay tuned for the next time of our little uh, drink-alongs here with your drinking buddies right here in the dive bar of the IWC. That's the last call. Cheers. Hey, produce or buy us a drink by following and putting the I and subscribe on Twitch. Or subscribe and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Cheers! I would never have a drink with wrestling on